action. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this action! That movie's stuck! Can we get serious now? It's the Fortress Film Society on The Chad Duke Show. All right, here we are. Welcome, welcome everybody. We are back. I feel like I was just here in the Fortress of Solid Dudes presented by Mugs Barbecue in Percival. Porchsaurus Rex and the basking in the Yuletide glow of the blow molds. This studio doesn't make a lot of sense. It is the Chad Duke Show. It's not, as a matter of fact. The Chad Duke Show presents the Fortress Film Society. Very excited to be here. Joined as always, well, Jim Jester's on the ones and twos in the back. Hey there, Jim Jester. There he is. And of course, uh, King Dingaling is here. I've been told he's not depressed, Dingaling. He is, uh, I don't know, St. Patrick's Day inspired King Dingaling today? Um, no, it's a Thursday. It is a Thursday. Okay, like, well, that explains it all. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's Thursday. It's a great point. Yeah. I have a large Hard cup to argue. of. There's a large cup of Tito's and seltzer in front of I like me, that. So. I like that. Now, are you drinking to forget or are you drinking. Well, it doesn't matter. Drunk Dotties <laughs> is one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah, I, I here believe to, that was the. I just want to enjoy my night which, with my friends. Whichever do. end of the spectrum, <laughs> it didn't matter as long as it wasn't sober and tired, Dottie. Generally, Dottie's only ability to enjoy a night with these particular group of friends is blind, stinking drunk. That so is, that's the way that it goes. Take I don't it, know how to feel about that. Take it as a compliment. <laughs> uh, then there is Loud Goat. Hello, Goat. Good to see you, buddy. Hello. It's good to be seen back here in the fortress. Ooh, how long has it been? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks for me. It's been about a month since the last Fortress Film Society meeting. Hey, Jess, I'd like to say thank you on really looking at the lighting before you fired up the fucking cameras. Jesus Christ. Can you flash back over to Goat again real quick? Do you see any problems with that? <laughs> Steven Soderbergh's <laughs> producing our video stream tonight. Jesus Christ. You look like you're on the planet Yavin. What was it like uh, with that that Kramer's apartment meme that's been going around the last few weeks? Oh, the one with uh, Kenny Rogers <laughs> yeah, Roasters? Yeah, exactly. Well, what's going on in there? Did you see like, I did a deep dive into that and the Kenny Rogers Roasters is thriving in Thailand? I heard you mention that on the show. Yeah, that's... Thriving. It's, it's something else. I, it's not not necessarily a factoid I would have expected to be true. May he rest in fish. I'm uh, <laughs> gone, but gone, but certainly not forgotten. I could go for a Kenny Rogers Roasters opening somewhere within driving distance. Oh, I was just about to say in the parking lot right yeah, now. A little pop-up shop. Well. Let's go. Um, it, Jester, is there way maybe you can turn a light off or something? Because, I mean, every time it goes to go, it's going to be absolutely horrific <laughs> for the viewing audience. Well, and because of the lighting this evening, not, uh, not just in general. No, no, okay. no, no, no. That's Unless, of course, you want to break down the forecheck of the Hartford Whalers. And in that case, that'll get horrifying Chester, for I would, you. I would put him on the screen before fiddling with the He lights, doesn't want to put him on to... the screen because then I'll be off the screen dots. And you know, that, that looks somehow it's worse. I, I don't know how it's possible. Well, it's because now just the one to my side is on. So. Okay, well, what is nothing's changed. Like, what happened yeah. in between earlier today and now? Jimmy. I don't know. I didn't touch the light. Maybe you should check them, though, if we're going to have, you know, a broadcast with the cameras, bud, is all I'm saying. Is that something maybe? Okay, excellent. All right. Uh, Resolved. If you're listening, none of this matters anyway. Uh, but if you're viewing right now on Facebook, uh, apologies. We'll try to get that sorted out by the next one. It's been a minute since we talked about a movie. What was the last movie we did? Uh, Old Henry that? was the last one we oh, talked about. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed that one. Um, all right. The uh, topic. Uh, well, we all saw, first of all, the Batman, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we could discuss that. And then did you guys get a chance to see The King's Man? I did. Sure did. Good. I have a couple of thoughts on that as well. So we'll get to all of that. Uh, but uh, this was Movie Slick's uh, selection for this entry of the Fortress film. So, Dottie, if you don't mind. 
2019's Come to Daddy, directed by Ant Timpson. Uh, came out, I think it had a... I directed a movie. <laughs> I can't say what type of a sandwich I had at Arby's today, but I can um, direct Elijah Wood. I, I believe it's Schnandwich. Schnandwich yes. was uh, what I heard today as well. I've Boy. been laughing for 24 hours after the Facebook Messenger exchange that you posted with him. Which one? He's misspelling hey a bunch of times. <laughs> Just keep, just I, keep trying. I just yeah, keep yeah, fucking definitely. laughing about it. We talked about it out of the show today. He's singing Minnie the Moocher to me very slowly <laughs> over the course of several days. Oh, shit. And he directed uh, Come the Daddy, yeah, which is very I'm, interesting. He's packed a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah, he's moving, packed it on all right. Life. <laughs> um, yeah, 2019 starring Elijah Wood. I would say second build Martin Donovan, who shows up, uh, I would say, well into like halfway into the movie. And uh, horror thriller is, I guess, what I would... I, w- I don't know that I would place it in. I don't know that I'd use the word horror at all. Yeah, it's it's, it's marketed a as a horror. Movie. Yeah, I saw that it was a. I believe it was a horror comedy on one of the streaming services. I think, I think a uh, thriller, a humorous thriller, might be uh, a better description for it because there wasn't really an element of horror at all. No horror. Um, I mean, there were some horrific, sure, like kind of visceral scenes, but there was no horror at any moment that I felt. Um, it's gross. Does that? I mean, it's a gross movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess if that's the dividing line, like if you have gore, then that changes it. Yeah. But. It reminded me a lot of Green Room and that type of violence. Yeah, I'm a little worried that you keep saying because Green Room is horrifically horrific, and this was at least attempting to be a. I would say a dark comedy. I got Green Room from Commonwealth Video. I do appreciate that. And the only reason I stocked it is because I thought (laughs) Dotson might buy this, and that was the only reason I got it in. But you don't watch Green Room, even though Picard's in it. It is. Well, I mean, if you're fucking tainted you like it. Dodson is, it's yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. It's not. It's really awful. A lot of hand injuries, really grisly, oh. over the top hand injuries. For I don't really see any conceivable. That's always strangely purpose. unsettling to me. I guess maybe it's not strange because you don't want anything bad to happen to your hands. Uh, yeah, they well, don't some, recover quickly. Some bad stuff happened to some hands in this goddamn movie. That's for sure. Right. So we start out with Elijah Wood traveling to visit his estranged father, someone he hasn't seen in thirty years since he was a little kid. He got a letter requesting him to come see his dad and uh, in his isolated home. And I don't think they say exactly where it is, but it looked like maybe the Northwest. Yeah, it uh, was. Is, and he like he, he travels from, from Los Angeles. Yeah, it was shot in, I think, British Columbia, okay. as many things are these days. But I think, yeah, it was supposed to be the Pacific Northwest in some capacity. The house was cool. Yeah. Really I liked like, it. I like the house yeah. a lot. Very vintage. Very. Was that So whose house was that? His dad's. Are, you, are that, we sure? his real dad? I believe that was actually his dad's house. We're sure. Yes. I'm almost positive. Okay, because it did. It fit. It fit um, old Pontypool's character more than it uh, fit his father's character. I thought. Good. Good assembly of character actors. Yeah. In this film, mm-hmm. um, the guy that I was talking about, Stephen McHattie, he's been in a million things. There is a movie that I wouldn't recommend, but it is very interesting called Pontypool, where it's uh, basically a zombie outbreak movie where the virus is transmitted via sound um which is kind of original and he's a dj he's a radio guy that's kind of like in the studio and all the information's coming into him and he's like taking calls and doing it so as a radio person it was a very interesting premise but okay. not a very good movie and he's he's the main guy in that movie so and he's been in a thousand things he always to me looks like he's lance hendrickson i always feel uh-huh. like he is i can see that if you can't afford lance hendrickson you get you get him. there's there's one other guy he looks like that's in all the rob zombie movies too his name escapes me did you see that uh who played um jethro 
the main antagonist guy with the long stringy hair. Do you know who that is? I know his name is Michael Smiley. He's he's the brother, the Cockney brother from Notting Hill. If anybody has seen Notting Hill, <laughs> so um, I recognize him from Luther. The uh, okay. the Idris Elba show. Yeah, he works show? at the police precinct. He's in everything. Yeah, I mean, he's in a million movies, but he's he's always walking around in his briefs in Notting Hill, and he's very <laughs> very funny. Um, so I just oh, I'm seeing him in this, and then remembering him from that was fucking. A bit of a barn burner for me personally. Yeah, I, well, you hear his voice before you see his face, and I was like, I recognize that voice. He's such Wait a, a gross second. character. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, his introduction sets the sets the really sets for how the disgusting for the film. he really yeah. is. Yeah, about <laughs> ninety. Well, how long was it that he was short? Right, it was like yeah, ninety five. Like minutes. a tight 90, 95. Appreciated that. Really like, yeah, yeah, appreciated that. Um, what did you think of the the opening? I kind of like being the fish on the hook, where you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It was pretty evident from the jump there was more to the story than what we saw initially. But also there's parts of me that I'm like, oh, just fucking let's I, get on. I, with I don't it. like being confused for two I thought I thought I did think they did a good job of leaving you kind of confused as to far as when they finally let you in on what the quote unquote actual deal of this movie was. Yeah, I have to admit for the first fifteen minutes or so I was kind of going, Okay, is what when does anything I was out start for happening? first 15 minutes I, I was texting I, I had a text written okay for yeah, but that I happens was, every time you watch a fucking movie <laughs> you motherfucker I get a call I, yeah, I, yeah I'm like how I, far in are you I just started I'm a, <laughs> I lose my number yeah the logos are still rolling and boy there were like 20 logos before this movie started it was really weird I bought you a nice Christmas gift guess what I'm doing with it right now oh no, oh, no. wiping my ass <laughs> I might have been looking for the exit the first 15 20 minutes and then when it actually kicked in i was like okay i'm 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 invested yeah. now like something's actually really this really is gaining some momentum i'm sorry goats on tatooine it's difficult for me to fucking focus <laughs> when i'm just watching him up on the, the camera did i i like the c word um i use the c word yeah uh, i generally am not that offended by language too much c word a there, little a little much there's like, a scene in this movie where it gets dropped 750 times and i'm just like this is too much it's I, I don't know if, if there's a better word. It's like just fucking like gritty and nasty yeah. for a little bit uh, when it when they're when they're going at it with the person that he with his with his dad in the first thirty minutes who we believe to be his dad. They're really going at it and it's uncomfortable in more ways than one. Even though his character is really embarrassing, like Elijah Wood Absolutely. is just like, yeah. he's really it's like dude like you don't have any fucking backbone. You're like expecting to. I mean, I I guess the point of the movie, because once you get to the end, is like he it, it explains his his behavior a little bit. Like he's thinking in terms of like a five year old reuniting with his right. dad. It's like he's never really let go of like that type of relationship, and he expects to still have like this like relationship like a five year old would have with his loving father and instead of two grown men. Even more than the fact that he doesn't necessarily have bravado or a backbone, it that little speech that he gives to explain what he does yeah. to the gentleman who has come to visit music based events yes like yeah like, and he's just, like, it's, it's about 12 of those he things says, that are not actually i'm a I'm, I'm a producer and a musician okay that's all you need to do but like but he goes on with these flowery things he goes oh uh elton john like i also he, learned never tell anyone that you know elton john unless yeah. you actually know elton yeah. john because it's going to get bad that was a pretty good scene yeah like where they're that, basically playing chicken that was really cool like i thought that was where I got kind of roped back in because it was just tense enough 
He goes, Chance the Rapper and Kendrick Lamar on the ranks of my supporters. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, what the Two f- of my greatest allies. Who the yes, fuck says allies. that? Oh, my God. Did either of you watch the trailer beforehand? No, I knew nothing about I it. I did not. I'm really glad that I didn't. Yeah. I'm not sure what the trailer actually shows, but... It would have ruined it. it well, yeah, I'm sure it would, because it's great. In, in the first... 30 minutes in, the dad, his dad dies, and you're like... Okay, like I, I hit pause and I'm like, "There's an hour left. Now I know it's go time. Right. Something's gonna fucking happen." And it was for a goat, while, goat time. Goat, yes, yes. Time for me, <laughs> gin and ginger. Yes, I'll have a gin and ginger and a Dino Cicerelli blow up inflatable doll. <laughs> oh, where can I get that? That sounds like a great combo. Yes, it's get goat, off eBay. You're doing a show. Goat time. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, I thought it. I, I do like. There's a bit of a, a bait and switch where they make you think that it's going to be like a ghost movie. Yeah. You no, know, you think that like that corpse is going to come back to life because well, he's, what what happens is he's stuck with the corpse of this guy in his house because they're like they're like backlogged at the morgue or something like that. Who so he thinks he still there. thinks at this point it's his father. <laughs> yes. So he has basically had a very very fiery confrontation, both verbal and almost physical, with the gentleman who he thought was his 30 year estranged father who is about to murder him with a meat cleaver unless he stands up to him and then he has a heart and attack. And struck by a Can I attack. ask you guys, what were they? Because you heard him on the phone mumbling and grumbling like, I don't want to be a fucking babysitter. Yeah. Like there's these muffled conversations that are having. What, what was the plan with the kid? Was he just buying time until those other guys showed up and then they were going to whack him out? I didn't really understand why I, he was pretending to swim and do all that shit. I think the fake dad was supposed to kill the kid. Because he was potentially a wild card. Because they don't, I don't think they knew that he had sent that letter. I think the fake. But dad, why did he kill him right when he opened the fucking door? It's a great question. Yeah, I don't understand that part that of the was, movie. That that is a well, that no, is a I, bafflement. Yeah, I, I think it's explained that that the letter is not fake. His the real dad sent. Mm-hmm. So because there's that voiceover at the end of the movie where you hear the right. dad actually reading the letter. I know people. I, we tell people to watch the movie before listening to the part where we actually talk about the movie. What happens is halfway through the movie, you realize that this guy that he meets is not his dad. He's been just staying there, and his actual dad is locked up in the basement of this house, and yeah. he's been beaten and tortured, and they're trying to get something out of him. And so it, I think it's explained at the end, yeah, that his real dad sent him that letter, and then in the time it took for Elijah Wood to actually get to the house, these guys have come to... Tracked him down. They have tracked him down, finally. They have come to his real dad's house, and they've... You know, occupied it. They're torturing him, etc. I mean, they've come to set up shop. Sure, yeah, because it, it could have been like a, a week's time period or something. But like they that. knew the letter. They 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 were ready for him, or else he wouldn't have been up there knowing what, when he opened the door. Like he knew that that was his son and that he had to pretend to be his father. The way I took that is that he thought he was quick on his feet because he doesn't say anything for like almost a minute. Elijah Woods just kind of rambling. Like he here says, I am, Dad. It's me. Your son, and he's he's acting almost as if he doesn't recognize him at all, which I think is is just okay. good direction. They're they're, he, he, they're the director's telling Elijah Wood just keep going, keep going because this guy in the meantime is trying to think what do I do right now? This this person's son has just shown up on the door. But these are vicious, awful people. I, again, you're probably correct, but my my main point was why wouldn't he just ice him as soon as he it, showed up? A couple days go by. You know, like, why doesn't he, as soon as he falls asleep, go in there and stab him or something like that? Like, maybe maybe they believe he might know where the money is because at that point they don't know where the money is, but they never really explain that. Or and, they wanted to keep him as collateral. I do think then, that. But he's in the basement. I mean, what's the, maybe they to sweat out the mom. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But they do never think, do explain it. I, I don't do think, think Stephen McCaddy is instructed to kill him because once we get to he has died, Elijah Wood is in the basement with his real dad. 
And Jethro comes down and finds Elijah Wood. He says, how the fuck are you still alive? Which means they told, I think it was Gordon. Maybe that was one of the phone calls. To, yeah, to kill okay. him. And Gordon, that, then, you know, that day, I mean, that guy seemed unpredictable and he was a drunk and, and seemed to like to fuck with him. So it I was mean, like he a, threw the rock at his head while yeah. he was out in the water. That was disturbing. Is that what that was? A yeah. rock at his head? And yeah. he's just standing on the beach? I didn't understand that either. Because if he was trying to d- kill him there, or maybe he was just doing it to be a, a silly goose. Yeah. I was <laughs> it's, very it's a nice happy. prank. Yeah, a- I was worried they were going to go. This is 2019. So what I worried it was going to turn into is that they were going to go, you know, they're going to turn into some sort of he was angry at the kid about his sexuality because as soon as he said that's a lord plate glass phone or whatever i'm like oh (laughs) and then i was happy that they just kind of left it ambiguous because i don't know horror movies and thriller movies you guys i think you're way less sensitive to it than i am but whenever they i got you the the social lecturing i don't like it as much um the 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 twist is very interesting and when the dad is like you're gonna have to beat this guy to death with a barbell and you don't really know, okay, so, are you, so if I let you go, then are you going to try to kill me? Like, you really don't know what's happening. And yeah. like, it, ha- it all unfolds very quickly. I could have done without the excrement pen. I didn't like that. It's really gross. I was not ready it's for gross. the super zoom in on the stab. Yeah. Like that, that. Oh, I shit on this pen. Like, I just, ugh, I mean, it was effective, I suppose. Yeah. If you, if you want to let someone know this is a really bad person, have them stab somebody with a shit-covered pen. Yeah, yeah, that's our introduction to this guy. Is he says, "I've shit on this pen. I'm going to stab you. You're going to get infected and slowly die." I also appreciate that he <laughs> Which kept is interesting. By the way, <laughs> I appreciate that he kept saying excrement, and the and the he dad corrects, corrects him. him. He goes, "It's excrement." Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. There was thanks. a lot. There were a lot Shut of laughs out. in this movie. I mean, the this the script is good. There are a couple moments like like Elijah Wood says, "I'm not a murderer," and his dad says, "You just killed someone five minutes ago." Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Um, there were uh, there were a lot of jokes that I I dug. The belch on command joke from the cop fell a little it's just flat weird. For me. Yeah, it was and, very and, odd. Like the raisin eyes, and well, I guess that's him. I guess that's them toying with the audience a little bit, letting you know that the, that the he was the guy. bad guy, yeah. the person that died, the, 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 the heart attack. I, the relationship with the fucking coroner, or I didn't get that, where like he's drunk and calling her up and saying, I need you to come over here. It just didn't really... To me, none of that stuff served much of a purpose. Um, but then after he finds the, the hatch and goes into the basement and it becomes kind of like a survival deal. One of the parts I also like is they walked a very fine line between this kid... There's no way this kid would be able to kill anybody. Like He's just a, you know, yeah. a mope. But then... Like making it feel compelling enough. Push comes to shove. Yeah, yeah. That he did what he needed to do. Um, I didn't. The part where the guy's on the shitter and he's got the. I, I thought that was a little ham fisted where the toilet paper is attached to his ass. Why did we keep ass. watching the hey, toilet paper? Hey, I was laughing. And he got a stab. Well, you're you're a sad person. And then he's got the. Um, he's oh sta- my god, the, the barbecue fork. Like yeah. seventeen straight times. It felt really over the top yeah. at times. It was a bit excessive. And, um, and and he wrapped about thirty eight layers of saran wrap around his face and then hit him with the roll. Maybe another fifteen or twenty times. But again, if you're not in, it, if, they admit, if you've ever been in a fight, like no, I haven't. It's like if you don't know how to fight, you're gonna figure out a way to beat yeah. that guy. Like you probably would have to do yeah, something like that. Right. You just flip out, and you don't know where your adrenaline's gonna take you at that point. I guess once so. the twist happens, it's good. And I yeah. was trying to explain. It. My wife walked in. I'm watching it, and it's mm-hmm. the scene where he's going through the hotel room to oh, try no. to break in, no. and there's all the Swedish guys with their dongs. Um, the, was it the geologist convention? Yeah, the, ge- the, the, the yeah, geologist was the con- code for swingers. Can I say this also? I love the fact they didn't 
cast guys with like porno dicks. They cast guys with normal sized penises, or at least in what I, in my mind, tiny penises, normal size. Well, I always appreciate an, another yeah, laugh so when the the hotel clerk says something like, "Yeah, all these flabby sex maniacs are hanging out <laughs> in the hotel," which is great. Um, but she walked in right when there's about three dudes uh, bottomless uh, with their legs spread, laying in the same bed with their dicks out. So she's like, "What are you watching? Toxic movie." <laughs> <laughs> he pre-screened it. He knew this was coming. He I'd set us up. I had striptease on, followed by barbed wire. This is what he wants me to watch. Um, well, that was weird. That part of it was weird. But um, once that starts and it's like, okay, you've got to, we've got to figure out a way to survive this. I, I thought it was, uh, I liked it. I, I liked kind of the roller coaster that it was on. And there's that false ending where you think that he's been stabbed with the fucking pen and he's going to die. And I. I was worried that when the car crashed at the end and your guy gets out and he's walk that, that, that they were just going to kill it without a confrontation. I don't know. There, I thought there was a lot of swerves in this movie that made it certainly worth the 95 minutes to sit down and watch it. Yeah. I also, I like that they weren't mastermind criminals. Like they, they're clearly kind of they were just ne'er do wells who happened to luck yeah, who happened to find yeah, a life heads. of crime. Yeah, and like this, this, this um, speech that that Jethro's giving as he's dying because there's a piece of his, the, the top of his head has yes. been removed. He's, instead of giving this, you know, I, I feel like just a lesser movie, he would be this grand villain and talk about his plan or deliver like angry. an emotional speech or yeah. angry or something. And he's just like, yeah, your mom, I banged her. <laughs> and he's like, and she looked like a politician from and, the eighties. Yeah. And like, like that was that, that made me laugh. I mean, it just, it was, it was unexpected. And I don't think it's being weird just for the sake of being weird. The part that made me laugh is after he's paying the chick to choke and he goes, there's some, de there's an adventure called deodorant. Why don't you check it out sometime? Jesus Christ. I mean, every line that comes out of that guy's mouth is just more foul than the last one. <laughs> it was, it was very practical. Like, is it giving her some good advice? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, do they get away with it? Like, I didn't understand the ending all that much. Um, I don't. I don't. How do you know. get away with stabbing somebody with something that has your DNA on it? I'm not sure if they got away with it, or to be honest, if either of them actually ended up surviving. I, I would guess. Yeah. I'd guess no. They're right. dying on that beach, man. I read a little. I read some of the stuff about the end of the movie, and the consensus seems to be that they uh they don't pull through. Which is kind of symbiotic because I guess the whole thing is about he's been living under this umbrella of this crime, you know, yeah. this this kidnapping that afforded him this life of luxury. His mother's a whore. His dad is a career criminal. He's aware of none of it. And then he's dragged down into the world where he actually spawned from. So the seediest world. Yeah. And then yeah. he's killing multiple people. So it's like, OK, you've joined this world. Now die now on the beach next to your father. Like. It ain't a pretty ending, but it does seem to make sense, like in a circular type. Yeah, and deal. I think it works that like he, even at the end of the movie, he's like looking for that type of when they're sitting on the beach and the his bond. dad. You think his yeah. dad is dead, and he's looking for that bond, but all of his questions still like kind of have that little kid mentality where he's looking for this like warm, special yeah. moment, and like it it doesn't happen because they're fucking dying. You know what I mean? Yeah, crick so, in your neck, buddy. I just, it's, you know, I just know, I know a guy like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? What? <laughs> it's not the guy who usually sits in that chair. It just, you, you, I thought maybe we stopped talking about the movie we're describing, or Donnie's describing himself. Um, I, I think a lot of people, though, if you're looking, if you, you want your dad's approval, 
that's why he makes up the Elton John story. I yeah. mean, the dude is a complete scumbag, regardless of whether or not he ends up being a criminal or not his father. Right. He's a dick. Uh, he abandoned you, and and yet here you are making up a story about being discovered by Elton John to try to win this f- fucker's approval. Like, just so you know, I'm terribly important. Yeah. Um. No. No. You know, he probably isn't. He just, you know, has some money. So I don't know the the wardrobe. I don't know <laughs> when you when you wear the 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 linen pants. It's just like Kanye West. The wife. No, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about his. I'm talking about his dad's. Oh, okay. The linen pants, the wife beater, and the Hawaiian shirt. When can you switch to that full time? Like, what's the age? Because that is what we're all working towards, right? Um, uh, let's just say I think I'm getting there. So Dude, uh, <laughs> I saw a guy dressed up like that at the bar last night. And yeah. The whole time I'm like, I just wish I was that guy. I you wish can you could pull that places. look off. But I think if you if you're fat and you try to pull that, people just like, I look at this fucking lazy motherfucker. I think there, yeah, there's definitely a body type yeah. restriction to it. I think you gotta be the real thin coked out. Goat's like whatever May fifth rolls around, that's when the look. <laughs> comes out um I, I like that his look the bowl haircuts and the uh whatever was going on with him he we had a very much david from schitt's creek kind of uh, did. kind he of did. wardrobe going on although david from schitt's creek schitt's creek tall handsome yes this is daniel radcliffe he's a great actor though man like he's just he ah, does you've mixed them up again what uh daniel radcliffe and elijah wood oh which one is this this was elijah, elijah wood. wood which one he's is harry potter radcliffe. daniel radcliffe which one's frodo elijah wood fuck it yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a Honestly, player. you said what, when he picked the movie that you're like, well, I get them mixed up all the I time anyway. What I appreciate about both of those guys is they were part of like the biggest adaptations of the that fucking the 2000s of that decade and now they just want to do like weird shit. Right, but don't you think they're overly influenced by that because this is a weird goddamn movie. Yeah. And and he's actually left on screen by himself for a good portion yeah. of the end of that and, first and act. There's not a lot of movies that do that anymore. He'll yeah. do more bit parts. He owns a production company that is predominantly horror movies, like independent horror movies. That's kind of his thing. Um, and, and I did. He, well, he was. When, hold on. Which one was in Horns? Radcliffe. That was Radcliffe. Okay. Let's see. None of my arguments that I had prepped make any sense at all. <laughs> They're two different people. Yes. They are, okay. in fact, two different people. Yeah. Yes. They're both short. They're very similar, right? <laughs> yeah. And one was Harry Potter, kinda... one was Frodo. Like they, right. they, came, they were superstars at the same time, same age, more or less. Their eyes are kind of similar as well. Yeah. But The Rock, when The Rock makes a movie, he's like, let me make the next movie even, I'm The Rock even more. Yeah. You know, there's a, they, they took an Olsen twins, like, bent when they had their <laughs> big run where it's like, oh, everyone loves me. I got to get the fuck away from this as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah. it's. I think, I guess it depends on when you're known and what you're known for. Because like, okay. they were kids when they... I mean, Elijah Wood was still young when they did Lord of the Rings. Right. Not, not a kid, necessarily. Like, I think he was like in his early 20s. But, you know, if you have that at the beginning of your career, you want to break free from that. Like, typecasting is a legitimate thing. Because if you're spending the rest of your career playing a boy wizard, if you're Daniel Radcliffe, then yeah. if you're making tons of money, that's great. But I guess if you're, you know, 20, and this is what you are for the rest of your life... Right. That can feel a little constricting, so you lash out at least creatively, as opposed to you know the meltdown. So he's I, avoided that. What would you prefer though? Because Tobey Maguire stopped being Superman or Spider Man or whatever, and then no one ever heard from him ever again. Like he made Secretariat, and then no one he's never made a movie that anybody's watched ever again. Or would you rather kind of do what people know you for and continue to have that relevance? Because to me, like Chris Evans is Chris Evans because he kept hammering away at the superhero thing. Yeah, yeah, know? that's fair. Um, have you seen Running Scared? 
I have not. That's a fucked up movie. I, I, but I think playing a superhero is a lot different than. But is Frodo a being, superhero? Well, there were only three. There were only ever going to be three movies with Frodo. There's there's only three books with Frodo in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but dude, with, they're fucking they're, eight hours. They're long. Like with a, I'm saying like, well. but with a property yeah. like Captain America or Spider Man, you could really make those as much as you want. They were going to probably make <laughs> movies with him as long until he. You know, I mean, it's a famous, you know, known story that he was like, "I'm done. I want out of this. I want right. to do other stuff." I think it's a little different when it's like a an adaptation of a book versus like a comic property, dude. Because there's only so much material they that had you're to go work to New Zealand and live there for six months. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about being immersive, nothing's more immersive than those. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I think Peter Jackson didn't want to do anything to do with the Hobbit. Like they had to like fucking hammer because like I don't want to go over there. I don't want to displace my life, fly twenty five hours away. And Peter Jackson directed all three of those movies. He yeah, I know he wasn't okay. going to at first. Yes. Oh, okay, I got you. It I was an you. emergency call up. I know about movies. Uh, sorry, I was I I, I miss I misunderstood. Yeah, it's okay. I don't know the difference between Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood. We all have, we all have our foil. I don't think anyone. Does. I mean, I guess it all depends on what your career aspirations are. If you, I mean, if I were going to become an actor, first off, ha 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 ha. Pause well, for <coughs> a, pause for uproarious laughter. Um, <clears throat> second off, uh, if I was if I found a role that made me a lifetime of royalties and money, I, I'd <laughs> it's be pretty great. I'd be okay with this. Uh, you know, there are other people out there. I guess if you're driven from a more artistic bent, then that's uh, what you're going to be upset about. Yep. So, sorry, there's throat. Yeah. I wish we could do a podcast with an actor who could maybe give more insight. <laughs> Look, here's what I can tell you. Can we get Stolhansky on? Here's what I can tell you. If fucking, uh, I, by the way, I was talking to Change Here in a Sacred about five minutes ago. Um, it was hot as fuck making that movie. And the one thought I had was, if I ever get a chance to make another one of these, I've got to figure out a way that it's either winter or fall. <laughs> yeah. And I was there for 11 days. If I, if I had to be in New Zealand for a hundred years in <laughs> sure. bare feet, dressed with all fucking fat Samwise, I'd be like, I got I got to be a maniac in, in the Pacific Northwest, stabbing my father. Well, there's like some a- there's some really cool interviews with Elijah Wood. Like he seems to be really into like the indie kind of weird horror movies. Like he's very passionate about that. That's why he built this production company and and why he puts out movies. So I don't think he produced this particular mm-hmm. one, but he produces a lot of movies like this. Um, Color Out of Space, I think was from his company. Very weird fucking movie. Very weird fucking movie and, and unique. And uh, I think it's just, it's cool. It's cool that he seems to really be into this area of, of movie making, not just trying to be weird and freaky all the time. It's also kind of refreshing that uh, Rob Zombie comes out and Rob Zombie's like, look, you're not going to believe this. I'm really into horror movies. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I saw that <laughs> I coming. Never could have guessed. Yeah, I, hold on. You're not going to, hold on one second. I'm going to make a Munsters movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. Okay. You know, it's it's interesting that when it's a the guy that's in maybe the normiest movie of all time, you know, any of those Lord of the Rings yeah. movies, it's like, oh, you you're kind of a sick weirdo nerd, also. I don't know. It, it, I don't know if credibility is the right word, but it, it makes it more interesting that that's kind of his fiefdom. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. you can enjoy the fact that you can enjoy his other work too, you, you, or his his normie stuff. You can you can feel better about it, like, oh, well, that guy's cool. What else has he been in though, other th- that you've watched, other <laughs> than the Frodo movie? I mean, it's pre Lord of the Rings, but he's in the Faculty. Okay, Great I've movie. seen that movie. Love that movie. Yeah, but that's I've been talking about post. It's always a weird role. It's always something strange yeah. where he's going on Fallon and they have to. Pretend like they want to talk to him about his new movie. They they brought his eyes up about fifteen times in this. Yeah, and he is spect- And I remember that being part of all those Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, it's a huge part of those movies. He's huge, but he does. It's great. I mean, he's awesome. He can convey so much emotion just with whatever is going on with his eyes. And it's. I mean, it's to his credit. I just watched a uh, goat. You'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. The episode of uh, I thought he will too. There's the episode of TNG. 
where uh, Sarek comes and uh, he's having an emotional breakdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does the mind meld with Picard, and the whole episode is um, basically episode, for this. It, I, I just watched it with my wife, and I I got emotional at the end of it. Yeah. I've seen it seven hundred times. Um, the whole episode, there's a four minute sequence at the end where Patrick Stewart is shouldering all of these emotions from this two hundred and fifty year old man that's having yeah. a mental breakdown, and the whole. Th- it's just the camera swinging around on his face, and it's a dumb Star Trek show. But you're like, holy shit, can this guy fucking act? Like, yeah. The emotion that he pulls together, he goes from happiness to rage to confusion. You're like, oh, right, this is, this is, an, this is an actor. Like, yeah, this is I mean, what you do. Talent is talent. It yeah. comes through if it's given the chance. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's not to talk too much about TNG, but like, well, let's, if you want to switch this I to mean, a TNG I'm podcast. Saying, like, I'm- there, there are a lot of moments like that on on Star Trek TNG specifically, right. that you know, none I think with Luxana Troy. No, those episodes you run screaming from the room for. It's, they're they're not. She yeah. fucked a Ferengi in the last one we watched. I oh. had to complete explaining it to my chick. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's a rough one to uh, yeah. to kind of put over. You can't really do that. Um, but yeah, I think there are moments on that show that transcend what a lot of people think it is, and I think that's a 100%. testament to the cast specifically, and also just I mean the directors and the and the crew as well. Like if you have a good story and good actors. Even if the story itself may be a little far-fetched, you can believe it if the people that are making it are into it. And I think that's where this movie, to bring it back to here, I think that's where I could really stay involved in it because everyone on screen was committed to what they were doing. Even though it was a very small cast, I I believed what was going on and I I could put myself into that spot. Generally the way a movie's gonna be good too is if you're looking at if you're looking at actors and you're like, man, I've seen him in a lot. I don't know who that guy's name is. It's gonna be a pretty good movie. Yeah. Because they're all actors that have done it forever. They're all actors that have had to just the chameleon factor. They've gotten the roles because they can pull it off. It's not because of box office draw or whatever. And I I felt that way about this movie. I hate to go back to TNG. That's fine. Uh I have no complaints. My wife goes, Why have you never why do I never see watching the original? And I was like, Well, this is a real show, and the original is, you know, embarrassing. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say. I know you guys are big fans. I, th- I think this might be the second straight Fortress Film Society where we might. We, we'll just. We'll. we'll what we'll, I'm saying is, I, there's I, enjoyment I, to be found. I don't but believe different shows. If I'm watching the Batman Absol- Adam West you know show, that doesn't mean just because that's an embarrassing show, I'm still entertained by it. But you can't really compare that to the Dark Knight. Correct. And I feel that way about the Next Generation as opposed to. You know, I, that's I, totally fair. I was yeah. going to say, I don't think that's an unreasonable argument at okay. all. I don't mean to shit on it. I know you boys. No, no, it. no. There's there's an enjoyment factor and there are quality elements to it, but they are not the same show. They're not. Uh, can we thank some of these people that are keeping the lights on here at the Fortress of Solitude? The very Too bright lights, the lights that are washing out poor loud goat. He actually is sunburned on one side of his <laughs> fucking body right now. Mark Borger just killed it, guys. If you don't mind, raise your glass. Thank you so much to him. Always very supportive. Jester, I'm going to need one out of you if you don't mind for him. There you go, Mark. That's for you. I just, it's, it, I'll just say he's the top uh, fundraiser of the evening, and we'll leave it at that. Corey Arita right on his heels. By the way, in the goddamn room. Uh, those two guys, by the way, uh, Jester, have gotten you paid for your services tonight. Much to Dotson's and uh, Goat's chagrin. Then we have um, John Page absolutely murdering it. Thank you so much, Tim. Where's he? Was he coming tonight? Anybody know? You talk to him, Corey? What's his deal? Family? Loved ones? That stinks. <laughs> Life outside of the studio, come on. Fucking stinks. And then a big verbal nod to Chip Fuqua, who's in the building. The real Chip Fuqua. 
actually walk, I walked my chick up to him. I said, babe, this is the real Chip Fuqua. And she did a standing back handspring. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was amazing. So Mark, Corey, John, and Chip, thank you so much. If you'd like to donate, you can go to chaddukeshow.com and click that little donate tab. You do not have to, but it definitely helps out the show very, very much. And thank you guys for supporting um do we want to give it a review daddy it was your it was your movie would you like to start us off i gave it a solid three five okay. i i had a I had a really good time with it yeah it's 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 unpleasant but i think it's also over the top and it's supposed to be it, I, I think it's supposed to be like funny in that in the way that it's so over the top i don't think this movie is trying to like ruin your night it's not mean-spirited <laughs> i don't think and i like a movie like green room is mean-spirited so yeah, I, I completely I like agree. I would, to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and, yeah. I think that's the difference between between these two. Um, I would say if you're cool with some hyper violence, it's a recommend. And I'm I'm really glad that really glad that I watched it. Been on my list for a long time, and I'm glad that the three of us got to watch and talk about it. So three five. Uh, I say there were parts of it that were a two five, and there were parts of it that were a three five. I think the first the first act, I was you know waiting for the for the momentum to kick in. The second act had just so much going on that I was all in. And the third act, I feel like once they got to the motel, it maybe slowed down a little bit for me in some respects. Hmm. Um, when he wasn't directly interacting with Jethro, I thought the the, the room with the swingers was funny uh, and awkward, but his interactions with the desk clerk were just kind of like, okay, did this is funny and kind of uncomfortable. Um and it took a lot of time for him to actually pull off his plot to get in to get Jethro in some capacity. There wasn't so, much of a plot either. Well, right. And that's why I was waiting for it. Like, there were no machinations to it. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. When does he just bust in the door and, and do something? But I would say, so ultimately, I think it sits at a three for me because I don't know who I would recommend this to outside of the people who are sitting here that have already seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I would... I'm going to disagree there. I, I I know a lot of people that like fucked up movies and okay. horror movies and thriller movies. So I, I'm going to go with Dottie. I'm going to say 3-5. Um, if it didn't start as slowly as it did, um, and I don't, there's just, there's the, 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 scene, the scene with the C word seven million times. I hate to keep going back to that, but there, there it really are, stands out. Well, yeah. there's pockets of the movie where I'm like, you're just being shocking to be shocking, which there's a time and place for, but it's a, it's definitely a three, five. Um, I might watch it again. Like if, if my wife shows interest, I'll be like, yeah, I, I would definitely check this out again because although if you hear all of the twists and turns, I don't know that it'll be nearly as fucking, um, she's waving her head. No, so shaking her head. <laughs> no, she doesn't want to watch that. Um, She's but, actually leaving. I, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, walking yeah. out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> she called me Lacutus of Suck, is what she called me. <laughs> <laughs> Walked out with two middle fingers in the air. Um, there are four middle fingers. I give it a 3-5, and if if you don't mind gore, um, it's very interesting. And uh, it's, a, it's a thriller. Not too many laughs, but enough of an attempt at it where I was like, okay, this isn't... Uh, it's not too much of a slog. Yeah, I can That's see that. That's why I don't like green card face or whatever he likes. I, I don't... It's just grim. I gotta check out this green card it's face. It's grim and awful the whole time, and it doesn't really let up on okay. you at all. I so. think I might have laughed entirely too much when he accidentally shot the crossbow as he was getting out of the car. Dude, right. <laughs> Shutting so the car funny. door. And that one, that 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 was a hearty laugh for me. Just sends so, it into the woods. He's like, <laughs> as, as the arrow flies. It was... Uh, and I, I do like the fact that they never really turned him into the action hero. Yeah. He's always kind of this. He never guy. went full wick. 
bumbling. Yeah. yeah, he's the only reason he succeeds is what I think he lets all the airs out of the tires or something like that. Yeah. Uh, when the airs in, in, in the uh, air. Well, it's multiple airs. Nobody's yeah. going to inherit any money from those tires. <laughs> it's oxygen and CO2 because, you know, it's. Oh, God, that is such a goat moment. Here's what you don't understand about what's inside it's of an actual tire. multiple airs. We just got goat times. Yes. We certainly did. Um, all right. Well, I, you know what? It was. I, the name is fucking awful. Yeah. I, I was so put off by the name that it really, it's important. It's important what you name a movie. And I we, I always go back to um, the day after tomorrow and how they decided we need to name this murder, death, kill or whatever because people are too stupid to understand. I'm like, if you would have named it that, I probably wouldn't have seen it because yeah. that's so fucking obvious it's and so terrible. It's so on the nose. Live, die, repeat. Oh, oh edge of tomorrow. Edge yeah. what I say. Uh, day, day after, after tomorrow. The Roland Emmerich. Whatever, bro. Get off my fucking case. <laughs> no, I was just confused. Edge of, a lot edge, of people get murdered in that movie, too. So, I mean, it, it, Edge of Tomorrow, the, the one we all like with Tom Great Cruise and with Emily. Yeah. Bob Paxton. Revisited, by the way. Why? No one plays a bumbling space marine better than Bill Paxton. In- incredible movie. So fucking great. Because it's the same role, pretty much. In, when he like drops down, yeah. he like, looks up like this. <laughs> it's the same game over face it, from Aliens. It's, it's bumbling and yet supremely confident until shit hits the, the fire. The fiery crucible. Yeah. Oh, he's a big talker until yeah. shit fucking Aliens starts stopping time and shit. Spoiler alert. We should we should just do Edge of Tomorrow. I know we, okay. drop, we drop this term a lot, but he is the ultimate cheat code. For a movie, I I don't think anyone Bill tops Paxton? Bill Paxton. Where if just if he's in your movie, fuck. All right, I like it. Hackman, uh, this works. I would say Hackman yeah. over Bill Paxton. One hundred percent, because Bill Paxton's terrible in, in Twister. I was just it's, it's his Twister is movie. The, Twister is the is yeah. the blind spot. I love on Bill that Paxton. One, yeah. I kiss his face. I, I, I Twister is an abomination. An abomination, and he is trying very hard to be a normal guy. His giant smile when he says <sighs> no way. We need this. Like, that's where I go. Oh, okay. you know who else is embarrassing? in that movie everyone philip Every, seymour hoffman oh, i mean yeah. you have all a bunch loads of my favorite actors and they're just each one of them is unbearable in twister fucking horrible movie that's where the actors yeah, tried really hard but everybody else didn't that's one of those ones go where you know we always think about our time when we were young is it's got to be better than now but i went to see twister in the theater i bought a ticket it made 500 million dollars yeah. everybody was talking about it and it's one of the most embarrassing things on the planet yeah i mean i i didn't watch it till i was probably in middle school or high school and and it was one and done for me i've never really felt compelled to go back it's I've, fucking I've, horrible I've, it's on cable all the fucking time still and i've never landed on it i've i've always just kind of worked around it it's never Never compelled me. I, th- I think it really does still just live in that era and, and never never got out of I it. I want to say Van Halen did the theme song they to did, Twister. They did the theme song, and Eddie Van Halen did, or the the band, but it's a guitar instrumental for the end credits. Oh, so those are the those are the only two things that I take away from that movie and actually enjoy. Well, so. the Dodge Ram, I mean, that's the movie that put the Dodge Ram on the fucking okay. market. There was about a five-year period where the F-150 can go shit in its hat. Everybody wanted a Ram, and it was because of that goddamn... Movie. You know who else is in that movie? Is the Dread Pirate Wesley's in that fucking movie? Oh and he yeah, get, and he gets it rough, and he's terrible. They're all terrible. These are all great actors that everybody loves. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was supposed to be. Well, it was a massive blockbuster success, yeah. but it was supposed to be one of those, you know, all-star casts, can't miss, super great movie, just because of who's in it, and it's going to be a visual spectacle because we're doing things with CGI and tornadoes that you've never seen on a screen before. 
and then you realize that's really all the movie had to offer. That's when the Earth was our number one villain because it was Volcano and it was Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> it was um, Armageddon, like all those Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak. Yeah, yeah, all about natural disasters. It was fucking awful. Well, you all just really jizzed to say Dante's Peak. That I, was really that, that was really <laughs> unfortunate. Very strange. Nobody saw that. I, movie. I swiped a VHS of Dante's <laughs> I, Peak I, I from your store last week. Shoplifted. Shoplifted. <laughs> oh, it was gifted to me. He's fibbing. <laughs> oh, here's how it was gifted. Oh wow. Uh, I see. Is that Dante's Peak right there? It's in pretty good condition. That's one of my favorite movies. Would you like it out here? Yes, I would. <laughs> how much? It was in good condition. That's how it went. Though. I get, the, you got to thank Spider Clam for that. He dropped fi- off some. The, the grandma dying in that movie is the funniest <laughs> on-screen death in any movie ever. Is that ever. Pierce Brosnan? And uh, fucking yeah, Linda Hamilton. Why does everyone yeah. know everything about Dante's I Peak? I only really knew this the title. Da- Sorry, I... man, you're outvoted. This is a Dante's no, 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 Peak no, no, no. podcast. No, 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 Dante's no, no. Peak no, no. is the deep impact to Volcano. Volcano was the bigger movie with Tommy Lee Jones than Dante's Peak. I'd almost be willing to bet fucking money. Box office wise, it probably was the bigger yeah. movie. Yeah, that was when those movies were coming out two at a time, it's, left and right. I still don't quite understand how that happened. That's the oddest coincidence that it happened twice like that. It's when it's. I go back to like, that Rogan interview that Zombie did, where he was making a Halloween movie and they wanted giant robots in it because Pacific Rim made five hundred million dollars. Hollywood does not think for themselves. They just, somebody stole a spec script somewhere along the line oh and they God. made their own version. Hold on, they're making a volcano movie. We got to do it too. That's a terrible idea. It's fucking awful. How are you going to fight a volcano? Well, that's how you learn that water doesn't heat up that fast. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see Daylight with Sylvester Stallone? I have not. That's, that's where the underground is a, is a villain. And I, I'm not talking about hip-hop either. They're literally underground. <laughs> oh, God. That's awful. Um, the Earth's crust. We got a lot to get to. Are you guys good to talk uh, Batman, or do you want to do the piss break? I can talk Batman. Can I just uh, go over there and get a drink really quick? Yeah, please. Yeah. As long as you grab me one. I'll be back. It's fine with me. Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. Do the show sober and depressed. <laughs> um, we run the risk every time he's not actually imbibing. I agree. The sobriety scale just keeps going, going right off up. the rails. It's an energy meter in a game. Go, did you see uh, Ed, Ed? There's, a, there's a prize for you there. I do love these J Balvin fucking. I, I love, my favorite type of beer is J Balvin. That's my favorite type of beer. Um, did you see Ed Boone's poll that he put up about people's favorite Batman movie? I did not. He did The Batman. Um, he did Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. He did not do Batman Begins. He did Dark Knight. Okay. And then he did uh, Keaton. Okay. How what? do you how do you think the poll came out on his Twitter? Who on his Twitter? Because I would have assumed the demo's a little bit older on his Twitter because Mortal Kombat has been around for 30 years, and also it's mature. It's always been mature. It's always been for adults. If I was going to take a complete stab, I would say that The Dark Knight was tops, then Keaton, then current. I would have been okay with that. Um, it was The Dark Knight, and then it was a smidge below it was The Batman, mm. and then the Keaton one was um, just infinitely- That's a bummer. In the, in the, yeah, the rearview mirror. Um, and I guess people are always going to say that's an age thing. I just wish, I wish I could give like a 22-year-old person- a taste of what it was like to be a comic book fan before that Batman. Yeah. Um, and then after that Batman, what it was like to be a comic book fan. It, it, it legitimately, if you're reading comic books, I remember people asking me in, I don't even remember if it was high school. I don't remember what age I was, but about Batman after that, because they knew I read Batman comic yeah. books. Um, well, and the Batman t-shirts were literally everywhere. You can't even, it was bigger than, it yeah. was bigger than DX. It was walk around a mall back in the fucking nineties and, when Batman was out, everybody had a Batman shirt. Yeah. That is not the case now. When the Batman came out, not everyone is wearing a Batman shirt everywhere. And it's just, 
it's tough. I understand that if you're 22 and you're you're watching Jack Nicholson play the Joker and you're watching the Tim Burton special effects that you're like this feels dated, but it's it's it's, it's a bummer. It's yeah. sad to see that in our lifetime already that movie is is being forgotten. It's not just it's not necessarily an age thing. Though, you don't think? Because I mean, I watched that for the first time. I don't know. I was probably ten. Sure. Well, no, you are and, also an anomaly. Yeah, but dude, in, in like, I was respects. ten. Like I wasn't yeah. an anomaly when I was fucking ten. Like I, I wasn't into like older movies as I'd much. I'd like. I would like to see it. I'd like to go back and see it. Well, you were but even to. like even my brother, who's was what two years younger than I am, like we've always been into that movie. We've always been into the. He's yeah, also the been into I, fucking chicks. I know. <laughs> Slinging drinks and slinging dick. <laughs> slinging drinks and slinging dick. That's what the thrill's all about. Not just into it, getting it done. Hey, Donnie, how about I box your fucking ears before I go out and hit this box? <laughs> He's such a mean dude. It's not exactly brotherly listens, love. He, it's he terribly listens. unfortunate. I love the thrill. I haven't seen him in a minute. I like to fucking tell him, have him make me a Mai Tai and tell me about his latest conquest. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Daddy. You were saying you're taking. We can arrange old. for him to guest bartender. I'd love to have him up here doing that. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. I mean, but that—that's a movie that we have loved, and and maybe we watched it at the right time um, before, like we were watching it before. It certainly was before the Dark Knight came out, right? And so there was only one Batman movie, or you know, you you had through the '90s those Batman movies. So. Maybe okay, so maybe it, it is like for someone who's younger than we are, like a teenager, or maybe they they're, they're like early twenties. Um, it, it it I think that movie really works. I, I think that maybe you make a point. People look at the special effects or whatever, but I think there's a lot of it that is really really charming and just really great and exciting. And I wonder if it's I wonder if it suffers from the kind of universal disregard, if not outright hatred, for those last two sequels. Because Batman and Batman Returns, I can watch those any day of the They're week and enjoy movies. them. You get into Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and that's when the jokes started. That's when, that's when people started to go, "Oh, these these are not exactly fantastic." Batman and Forever like, is not nearly as odious. Oh as God, Batman no, and Robin. it's not. But you could almost like kind of see like you could see the cliff from there. It hadn't gone over the cliff. But why could people forgive? Let's say you're a hardcore Batman fan. Mm-hmm. How are you forgiving? Burt Ward and and Adam West fake crawling up a building with you know Emerald Lagasse sticking his fucking head out and cracking <laughs> jokes and you can't forgive Batman. Well, you know whoever the fuck it is, Caesar you know. There's, there's, there's no 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 the, the, the guy. There's yeah. He, there was always a celebrity that popped their head out of the window. Understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you. Were I think it was Jerry Lewis in one of them. No, yeah. there's there was celebrities. The way the Batman back in the '60s, you had to have celebrities. So they would be walking up a building to go check on the roof something on the roof and right. a celebrity would stick their head out of the side of the building so you'd have Burt Ward and Adam West like this and then all of a sudden Johnny Carson's head comes out of the side of the fucking yeah. building I've not seen Johnny the, Carson I, but, but like, I've yeah, seen I the think, movie a couple of times I've, I've only spent a little bit of time with the I think TV legit show. one time it was Jerry Lewis it's like you know he pops yes, his head 100%. out and it's like hey it's but like, how come you can they go for- Jerry Lewis what are you doing here that it's is like, completely yo. forgiven like if you want to talk about damage done to the credibility of yeah. a superhero that was the campiest and then you could even fucking make the argument they buffaloed the actors because the actors didn't know it was supposed to be a farce certainly at first yeah you can't forgive Batman forever I mean, there's some fun stuff in Batman Forever. I love Batman Forever. But see, I, I think, think that's awesome. where you go, like, the hardcore Batman, you know, Batman's always got to be dark and gritty right. and angry and evil and vengeance and this and that and the other thing. Uh, that's where they go, oh, well, Batman was cool, but then it got hokey, so it's I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe. The I- 1989 Batman is dark, and it is also incredibly fun, 
The movie that just came out is zero fun. It's very dark. There's no fun at all it's to very, be had in that very movie. dark. Very dark. Um, in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, Dottie liked it more than I did. Uh, I know that. We talked about it on a, a, a kind of a surface level. I don't know if you guys heard. I had some thoughts on the, the show about it. I was not a big well, fan. I got, yeah, a, believe- I got a hot call, I think, while you were still in the parking lot of the theater. I was apoplectic. Yeah. You, I was so uh, upset. Yeah, I believe you spoke to Iraq about it on the show. Oh, yes. He did come yeah. on, and he uh, he liked it, too. And then I actually turned him around to hate the movie now, too, which I'm very happy about. I, well, I just explained to him why it was bad. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're right, Dukes. You're an incredible broadcaster." He had one of my, he had one of his points that he brought up that he did not like was one of the things that stuck out to me immediately: the fact that that apartment was yes. right was a hundred feet from where all of the bad stuff was happening. You don't think they'd canvas that area? You don't think at some point Batman would just kind of swing through with one of his many techno wizard gadgets and go? Oh, well, there's something going on in that apartment. But- John Doe went to Brad Pitt's apartment right before he turned himself in and sawed his wife's head off. Yeah. I, I, look, yeah. They, it was a blatant ripoff of a really great movie, and I'll give them credit. You but think it was a ripoff or a tribute? I, I, if you do something mm. horrifically terribly, and then you also almost lift dialogue line for line, which they did when they're thumbing through his fucking notebooks... Um, no, I don't think it's a tribute. I mean, m- maybe you could make the argument if you liked the movie that it could be, but if you do a much worse version of something, I don't necessarily view that as a tribute. I just view that as this worked. We don't have anything. Let's rip off this fucking character, make him the Riddler, and that'll take care of the rest because none of these stupid teeny boppers have seen that fucking movie. Well, I think that. I think that the internet. Well, I was almost. I was going to say the internet is bad. as a bad place. It's a. It's a bold take. I don't like the idea that no matter Breaking what. Ground. Now, if if we're issuing a new take on on IP, whether it's Star Wars, Batman, Spider Man, whatever the fuck, Mortal Kombat, it it it. No matter what, it has to be the best version. So no matter what, if we're getting a rehash of something, right. this is going to be the best one. This is this is going to be the best Batman. This is going to be the best Spider Man. This is going to be the best Star Wars. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be that. I can see, and that. I think that's yeah. why this movie worked for me more than it did for you. And I'm not saying that you you felt differently, sure. but I walked into this knowing this is probably not going to be my favorite Batman movie ever. Because guess what, like. Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns, they're not just my favorite Batman movies. They're some of my favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. Like, play Me them too. as I'm dying in a hospital bed right. six months from now. Like, um, <laughs> like I, I watch, like, it's like, oh, my, it's my birthday. I'm watching fucking Batman. Everyone shut up. Like, those, those movies are more. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, they're on your birthday. <laughs> my invite person. must be in my spam folder. <laughs> and Everybody like, shut up. You're talking to the voices in your head. Yeah, I'm talking to my dog. <laughs> but, but, like, I knew that no matter what, like, those movies are going to be more special to me than this one is probably, which is why I didn't. I didn't walk in expecting it to be the best thing to ever happen. And I think that for a lot of people, that's what they want. They, they want it to be the best movie they've ever seen. And so they or, do. Or they've already in. convinced themselves that it is the best movie they're ever yes, going to see. There was a lot of yeah. that. Because like the trailer, yeah. the trailer, that first trailer is compelling and cool. And you see him just beat that guy's face in and you're like, oh shit, this looks this looks cool. This looks interesting. This looks kind of new. And you get you, you psych yourself up about it. Yeah. And I think that this movie suffered from that, just like a lot of movies do now. Um, it, same thing with, with Spider-Verse. Not Spider-Verse. What is, what's it called? Far no, From no, the Face. No, no way, way Home. home. 
you see Doctor Octopus, and you're face. like, you're like, oh, this is going to have the crossover of all of the fucking Spider-Man franchises, so it has to be the best one, right? I'm convinced. I already know it was the best is, one of those three. It, it was, was, but like, it's like I already know that this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen, or the best Spider-Man movie. You're, you're, the that's best a Superman DC movie. thing. We talked about this. We've had to listen to these insufferable pricks defend that Justice League movie for the past five years. Well, not, not only, just defend it, not but just defend it, for it, resurrect yeah. that piece of shit. They've lost. No wonder when they walk into a movie, if they are going to pretend to like that movie and they walk into a movie theater and they see that Batman movie, no wonder it blows their fucking doors off. You've been lying to yourself about Suicide Squad. You've been fan of radioing it up for the last seven years. These are shit fucking movies. They're bad. And so when you go to see something that feels like the tab version of Seven, of course it's going to blow your fucking <laughs> socks off. Of course. You're not being honest with yourself. There's two things about what Dottie said. I understand what he is saying. But everybody wants to be Tom Brady. They want to fuck the supermodel. They want the money. They want the endorsements. They don't want to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and have a vegan diet and do sit-ups and do all the fucking work. If you're going to make a Batman movie, you're going to get 100 million nerds lining up to see it every single time. Like A lot of your job's done for you. But but that doesn't mean you can just throw a shit movie out there and because it's Batman, expectations don't raise them so much because it doesn't have to be the best Batman movie. It kind of does, because if you're going to throw up the bat signal, I hate to use a fucking obvious goddamn <laughs> metaphor, but everyone's going to come regardless. You, you, you can be as lazy as you want because Batman will get people through the door regardless. I think they're forgiving too much because it's not as odious as Aquaman and Birds of Prey and the list of fucking carrion that this Warner Brothers has left in their wake over the past 10 years. I, I do want to... Sorry, Goat. I know no, we haven't, right. we haven't let right. you talk much. Yes. I, I do I do want to follow up with, with what you said, what, what, with what I've said. I, I don't think this was a shit movie. I really enjoyed this movie, but it has problems. And I think it's also a big issue when people cannot admit that a movie has problems. Right. And that it becomes it, it becomes it has, sort of a uh, a culture war at that point. Yeah. You're like you're like oh if you say anything bad about it, well then clearly you you hated it. And it's like well, the, dude, I like mean, the the Nolan movies have problems. Like I I don't have anything bad to say about Batman or Batman Returns or Batman Begins. I think that's the best of the Nolan movies. Agreed. But. The, they they have problems. They aren't perfect, and and same with this one. And, and I think people are afraid to admit, or they refuse to admit, that there are problems with the runtime, with the the Return of the King fucking six endings yeah. that's happening. With, How about you can't see anything with with some of the logic? It's really it's it a little it hard to see. It rains sometimes. the whole time like it does in seven. I, I just, I, Dottie, you keep saying it's like influenced by it, but there, there's being influenced by something, and there's and, lifting, and then there's lifting. Yeah, and this this was a theft, and I think. Kind of, I guess, in the same realm as Dottie's last point, is I think this movie could have been salvaged into a decent to good movie. Um, again, it's an hour too long. Oh, so did it's, you like it's it? Below decent I didn't to good like it. Oh, thank oh, God. Shit. You, do, I, you, it's me and you, dog. I didn't like it. <laughs> we're, I, we're earthquake and fucking typhoon. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. But I, I, it just, I didn't, I don't know. I felt like the biggest thing for me is the whole movie could have been. Just two people talking on screen the entire time. That's mostly that's what, what it, it felt was. like. Yeah. The entire plot was given out in exposition. It felt like a Kevin Smith movie. Like when you're watching the early Askew movies from Kevin Smith, the entire movie is dialogue and characters speaking to each other, and that's how the entire thing unfolds for the most part. I the show not tell 
is a real thing, and it's a it's something that this movie could have benefited from. I don't think we learned anything by inferring it ourselves, seeing what was happening on the screen. It was all, oh, by the way, uh, this is my dad. Oh, by the way, your dad did this. Oh, by the way, my dad did this, and he told you to do this. Oh, by the way, that criminal oh, dude, that you know, it, it, everything that, that, is just revelation after revelation in boring conversations and you know what kevin smith has to deal with goat i think you make a great point he's got a thirty thousand dollar budget to right. make clerks this movie had a and billion dollars and yeah. it, 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 unlimited resources and the story that he's telling is lending itself to that how about so, one flashback how about show us something that fucking happens it's not just i'm sorry sparkly vampire he, he's nothing like bruce wayne nothing no. there's not one billionaire playboy philanthropist and i get it it's year two but you I just feel I had a huge problem with this in the same way I had a huge problem. I felt like when I watched the Mortal Kombat movie, no one had ever played any of the games and nobody knew anything about the characters. There was nothing about this Batman movie when Alfred is. Why was Alfred in that movie? I, there, there, nothing, to make the revelation about Papa nothing Wayne. Of consequence that ever. And I, and I can appreciate. Oh, my God. We've done this story so many times. Let's tweak a few things. Let, let's yeah. change, you know, what happened to his parents. Yeah, in terms of, and that's, actually, it's that's a, a hallmark version. of Batman. I mean, that's why that's right. why it, it works. From, like, like I said, it's a different version. It's not the definitive Batman movie, at least for me. It's it's just I if I'm feeling like something different, I can go and I can watch this version of something that I'm all too familiar with. And, and you know, I could say the same about other styles of like like reboots like like the evil dead reboot it's nothing like the sam raimi movie it's good though it's it's great it's but it's mean-spirited it's fun and, and fucking ugly it's fun when the chick pops her head up at the fucking bottom there's plenty of fun shit that happens in that movie but what i'm saying is it, it's totally different than like a very beloved and i would say significant movie I and agree. sometimes i'm in the mood for for i would say even most of the time i'm in the mood for sam raimi's the evil dead the very first one. Okay. But every once in a while, I want something a little different, and I go for that 2013 reboot. You're going to sit down and spend another three hours watching this fucking movie again? Eventually. I think oh, that was the... Oh, wow. How many times you watched Dark Knight, Goat? Count, uh, count, countless. Five or six. How many times you... Well, really? That's low. For me, yeah. it's probably 100. How many times you watched both those... Well, Timber all the way Batman's? through... Oh, God. It's into the 20s or yeah. 30s. Yeah. I, you're never going to watch this movie again. And if no. you do, you maybe stumble across it on HBO for the back half. Maybe. So I feel like the back half is where I had the most problems with it. Oh, me too. Oh, I agree. I, and I, so I, really I probably wouldn't. I, yeah. I mean, I, dude, I was checking my watch every 10 fucking minutes. How can you once, say you liked it if you check your watch every 10 minutes? Because there's problem, Dude, there's like, like the Re Return of the King is amazing, but you're checking your watch at certain points during that movie. Like, there are flaws, but that doesn't mean that it ruins the entire thing for me. The, the I, good okay. for me outweighed the bad. Okay. And that's why it comes out as like a net positive. Yeah, I like that. And dude, with with the phone call that you and I had, like I took it pretty seriously because I was I, pretty serious. Because because you and well, you and I, I think are pretty. We we see eye to eye on a lot of superhero movies. Yes, I would agree. And I would say especially with Batman movies, with our affinity for the Keatons, our affinity for Batman Begins over the other ones in the Nolan trilogy. And so I I walked away from that phone call like I'm really not sure what I'm going to be walking into here. I had pretty positive expectations up until then and so i was actually surprised that i liked as much as i did can i ask you to it. be brutally honest sure i and i and i don't mean you know I, I don't think goat likes movies i don't <laughs> i have i have great affinity for you and i and i but i want you to see i regret i regret that phone call now because what? here's here's what i do think oh i think you're very in touch with 
you, if anyone ever accuses you of being any type of a sycophant, especially in regards to anything I'm doing, you meet that with a blowtorch. You, you hate that. Do you think it's at all possible that when I called you and I said I liked Justice League more than I liked the Batman? Do you think actual line by the yeah, way? Yeah, I said wow. my, my, jaw, my I said, jaw hit the fucking. I said floor. Batman vs Superman's a much better movie than this movie, and I said I like Justice League more, which isn't saying the four much. hour Snyder cut. Yeah, I would watch it. I'd watch that twice before I'd watch this one again. Wow. Is there any part of you do you think was influenced by that and the fact that you're sick? Because because everything when we've talked about it now a couple of times. You have a lot of the same gripes I do. You check in your watch every 10 minutes. It doesn't sound like you like the movie. <clears throat> and all of the defenses are, hey, it's not as bad as everybody thinks. They're overcritical of Batman movies. Like, okay, do you think you're influenced at all that I was so over the top with my criticism? Not for a Batman movie, dude. Okay. Like, if, 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 if we were talking about other properties, sure, but... Like, the Batman movies are something I've loved for my entire life. Like, it, it's one reason we became fast friends. Sure. Fast is, friends. Is the, the Burton Batman movies. So I agree. Not for this one. I, 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 we could have, a, a, I would say, more of a conversation if it was something else. But not, not for this one, where I really... And I stayed off the internet for... I actually forgot that I had, like, muted all this Batman stuff on Twitter. Sure. And all that stuff, because I didn't want to see thoughts and reactions and spoilers over ever over anything mm -hmm. and i think i even told you like dude everyone's trying to ruin this movie for me it ha it's not even out yet go go made a great point and actually go uh, this is to your credit you're very smart and i don't do don't, well thank don't, you i don't uh, this, i won't i won't take it for granted i don't mean this yeah. to any offense i don't do how do i say this without hurting who are you who are you trying not to hurt i don't do shows with smart people so <laughs> the fact that the fact that you said something and it it rings true do you remember the scene? Dark Knight Rises is, in my opinion, the weakest of those three movies. It's, yeah, it's flawed. The scene where Catwoman betrays Batman in the sewer, there's no soundtrack, and it's just Bane and Batman squaring off. And he's like, I'm in the League of Shadows. Oh, by the way, we're right underneath your fucking armory. And they have a vicious fucking fight that kind of sets the tone for the movie at that point. Now, they piss all that away at the end of the movie, but that's fine. Bane breaks his back. That, I'm getting goosebumps fucking th thinking about it. Th that is masterful fucking movie making. And by the way, it's the best fight scene in the whole movie. And something's happening the whole time. Mm -hmm. That is the opposite of the Batman. Yeah. That is the exact opposite. And that is the weakest of those three movies after Christopher Nolan has already spent five hours telling you Batman stories that made a billion dollars. There is a lot of staring in the distance. There's a lot of oh voiceover. And, that, and that's where I look at... And again, not to bring up Star Trek again, but the difference Please. between Star Trek the motion picture and Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan mm. is night and day, not only just because of the story it's telling, but Star Trek the motion picture is probably 45 minutes longer than the story should be yeah. because there are five-minute vistas of, of pan shots around the Enterprise where we're all going, look, it's the Enterprise on the big screen, isn't that cool? And you're like... You know that, but but it's not never, cool. Never How did you voice? do my voice perfectly? <laughs> but How it, long have you been working on that? <laughs> <laughs> but you go, yeah, okay, okay. Right, can, we, right. can we get on the ship and start doing something now? It's like those things where you have characters that are supposedly just you know thinking really intensely, and nothing is happening, and a score that sounds like the score from five other movies crammed into one, and the five beats that you think are going to be Darth Vader's Imperial March come in and they turn into a different song. That happened about 48 times in this Batman movie and I was just like, oh, oh, okay, right. let's get to the next fight scene. How much actual Batman time was there? Where Batman was doing Batman Batman things. stuff. Batman stuff. 
not just sort of hanging minutes? out. You say Batman stuff like he's beating people up. He's using when he's the, not just like looming in the background of the police investigation. Up to something, and and by the way, he's kind of a pussy in this movie. And I realize it's only two years in. I realize that, but even in Batman Begins, when Bruce Wayne is in the prison in you know wherever he is, Burma, mm-hmm. he's kicking seven guys' asses. It's like yeah. at some point, how are you the Batman? If you're constantly getting beat up and outsmarted and tased and you're locked up in a jail cell in the middle of the fucking Gotham Police Department. Well, he was just brash and and uncareful. I Walking guess the into word. machine like, gun fire. Yeah. Batman would never do that. He would never do that. He would never stomp all over a fucking crime scene like he did in that goddamn... They've, they've never been able to get the world's greatest detective angle of that character in I mean, any of these movies. Quite I on think, screen, I yeah. think by the end of the movie with the... Nar- which I think the narration was a little over the top. Yeah. But... By the end of the movie, with that narration, he's kind of admitting, "I've been going about this wrong, and I'm not, I'm not as good as I thought I was at this, and okay. I need to kind of revisit things." That I think that's what a lot of that was, where he's he's making mistakes, he's being a huge fucking asshole to Alfred amongst in in, in other scenes. Well, that um, Alfred and, kind of feels like he deserves it to yeah, a degree. That's that's one of the weirder parts of the movie yeah. for sure, but. I, I it worked for me that like at the end of a Batman movie he's saying yeah I've I've been fucking up a lot and I need to revisit how I'm doing this if I want to keep doing now this. if that had happened halfway through a two hour and twenty minute movie instead of at the end of a three hour movie and the growth <laughs> happened in the third act when, of the when's movie when's the last time you saw franchise material that wasn't setting up the next movie I mean well it's, sure but at I a mean, certain point I feel like we're just like this is just the norm well, now I mean you can have him have that realization that maybe he's not as good as at being Batman as as he thought he was and then you still have him solve the problem and save the day and you still set up the next movie with the completely ham-fisted cameo at the end when they're in the asylum together. I couldn't fucking believe that. And then I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure. When I was watching that movie, I'm like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. But I know that I, no one's going to agree with me. When the Joker pops up for no reason at all, and it's not even a post-credit sequence, I said, well, they're going to get killed for this. I mean, there's just no way. First of all, you got three Jokers already in the goddamn cinematic universe. This, you Here barely comes a t- new challenger. I was like, at least they're going to get criticized. Everyone loved it. Or at least everyone saying they loved it. I-, I was I was flabbergasted by the fact that we'll just have the Joker in a cell next to the Riddler saying we're going to be the Road Warriors. I mean, <laughs> I may have Fuck. been I may have just been in a foul mood after Paul Dano's whale song tribute. He's a great actor. Yeah. I'd like to say that one more time. Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood is maybe the finest acting. Pro- I mean, he stands toe-to-toe he, with Daniel Day-Lewis in that movie. He does wonderful things on screen. And he does. He's so embarrassing in that final scene in the jail cell. Oh, he sounds like Paul Bearer. And nobody, there's too many wrestling references. He sounds exactly <laughs> like Paul Bearer when he's in that fucking cell. Oh. And by the way, the big twist is. Oh, you didn't yank up the carpet? I, I was like, oh, there's some contraption in that fucking goddamn uh, apartment that's going to blow up. And then, no, no, just yank the carpet up, and there's my plot right underneath it. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. You, say, you should say it a few more times. And then, by the way, by the seventh time he said it, I was like, oh, he, does, he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> I mean, you just, you he just would have given it away by now. Ugh. Oh, does he know who he is? No, because they're going to make 12 more of these fucking things. We're going to get a Nightwing movie. We're going to get a Clayface movie. Like we're, we're, it's, it's, it's unending now what's happened. Clayface movie might be cool. I would no, watch that. No, no, I'd be in for a Clayface movie. See, and that's the thing. That's it. It's, it's about Smoky Mountain Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
would I be willing to give another The Batman movie a chance? And I, I have to admit that I might. Right. That means yes. I, I think it all depends on... If it's three hours? If it's three hours, I will not see it in the theater. I might. I'll check it out at home. What about a Catwoman movie? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We just watched one. All right. Let's um, <laughs> let's piss. And then yeah, we can come back and that. I'll make my selection for the next Fortress Oh, I love Society. it. I'm sorry. That's, a, that's it's quite a, all right. We got into yeah, very passionate also, territory. We've got the King's Man. We've got the King's got... Man. And then I also wanted to at least mention Scream because I did get a oh, chance Oh, yeah. I would love to talk it. about Scream. Did you see Scream, by the way? I have not seen it yet. Sorry, right, We won't go I'm into sorry. it. I, I, no, we don't need to go heavy into it. But, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's we're gonna drain our bladders. Uh, for those of you that are in the room watching live on Facebook, we will come back. So if you stay there, you will be rewarded again. Thank you to Chip, John, Corey, and Mark who have all donated tonight. Very very nice. If you'd like to donate, go to chaddukeshow.com and click the donate tab. We're gonna go make water, Miss Daisy. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Oh, oh. How about this one? You're listening to the Chad Duke Rodcast. Oh, this isn't it, is it? <laughs> Dottie, is this it? I gotta get the fuck Dottie's out getting here. hives. <laughs> Dottie's getting hives. Bathroom breaks kick ass. Well, so one right. thing consistent with all the people that have ever produced shows I'm on is they don't. Motherfucker, I didn't know we were back. I've been chewing. Am, am I the motherfucker? Yeah. I, they just, um, Absolutely. I'm eating pizza. Right, but, but my. Jester's, Jester's the one that sent us back because he's angry that we're eating pizza. You know, yeah, but, no, but you want some tough love? What? You, it doesn't matter if your mic's on. I mean. <laughs> hey, man, I'm doing it. Tor's the one that bitched out. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm doing Calm down, calm down, calm down. Now you did ask for this. I hate this. <laughs> Finally, the truth. <laughs> what are you drinking there? Sitting in this chair, fucking. Uh, you don't like it? Me Gives you the man. hives. No. God, this is laid back. You haven't had any problems tonight. Come no, on, no problems. This is um my second round of the the grape Waterloo seltzer with the Tito. Delish. Yeah. Uh, I got to give a big like verbal nod to uh, this is something I'm not used to saying. Matt Lawson. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Lawson in a minute. I know. It's good to see him. It's even better to see him when he comes walking in here with two boxes of the. <laughs> Spicy pepperoni pizza from Pizza Hut. Ooh. Shit, baby, I'm ready to do some shafting. That, um, <laughs> I gotta say, goat. Uh, I work the Pizza Hut. I have a soft spot, but mm -hmm. as, as far as delivery pizza goes, they've, you know, they're not in my main rotation. I understand. That that thing is 
special. That that is a special delivery pizza right there. It actually has some heat on it. It's got the chop. It has everything that I love. It's got the chopped red peppers. It's got the jalapenos. It's got the spicy marinara. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? Absolutely. I this is this. fantastic. And the fact that he, uh, I guess I don't know if it's an upgrade option or what, but the uh, stuffed crust is is, <laughs> is there around the edge waiting they, for you. They've you, improved it by the way. You chow all the way down on like the spicy slice of pizza, and then you have the 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 stuffed crust is kind of like the follow up. It's it's like almost like a relief. Because we almost like wish there was a little eases it. Oh, hot, so nice. Or you're looking for a hot sauce dip to put that uh, stuffed I, crust I into. Bet you could get a cup of marinara. If you could get a cup of the spicy marinara yeah. to dip the fucking shit in at the end, that would be uh, that was very well said by me. The fucking shit. Um, <laughs> Spectacular! It would be the fucking shit. Yeah, there's 35 people watching live. Uh, order one. I don't. I don't want this pizza to go away. It's, I don't want it to. You know, Pizza Hut will not deliver to my house. That's all about the hard times they've fallen I, on. I've been in a dead zone for Pizza yeah. Hut delivery my entire life. I like, can get uh, Papa John's, Domino's, Marcos. We, we used to, we used to go do pickup for Pizza Hut because it was uh, one of my family members. That was their birthday dinner. Mm. Was they wanted Pizza Hut, but they didn't deliver. It's sad. So we would always go. It's it was, sad that's the birthday dinner. Well, you, you know, you can do better. You do better than that, but we were children. I got you. I'm, I'm a fan of uh, I'm a I'm a fan of the big plastic red cups, the uh, yeah. lunch buffet, oh, the Pizza Hut experience. Yeah, the red yeah. roof. Love all. Would of you that. ever take a? I think it's outside of Chicago. There's the retro Pizza Hut that's still around. It's got like they've got like the the multicolored like glass uh, covers, the stained and, glass and all, bit. Yeah, the stained glass bit. Like, well, it's, I think if you go to Chicago and you eat a Pizza Hut, you should be stoned to death. I don't, they, I don't they might think it's run you in Chicago. No. I think it's like in Illinois, around the area. Okay. Maybe not in the city, in but Shermer. apparently people do make it. Of course, he fucking. Does. <laughs> uh, apparently, no, no, people no, no. do you make. You don't know a, what Shermer, Illinois, is is yeah. where all the John Hughes movies were in the eighties. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's a fictional town. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't get it. I was saying, you know, movie I'm slick. I thought he would have. He doesn't you know. know much about movies. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, so, Goat, you actually, it is your turn to make a selection, uh, which is great. Because can we all agree to just even if Tor's here next time, we just leapfrog him? Because I think it, it moves much smoother when it's he just, wants he wants us to. So it's like if, I, you think he does. If, if you're cool with that, yes. If you want to punish him, you should make him. I don't think he, he doesn't like the pressure. Yeah, he doesn't want. It. He and doesn't he's bad it. at it, which is also. <laughs> I mean, there's that. I, I like it when he's on the show, but also for whatever reason, like he doesn't miss any shows. He misses this show regularly. I don't know what that's all about. Like it's a very weird thing. So I, I mean, I know I, I'm capable of running the board. So I love what you run the board, but but I, mean, I think that there's something that he is not he is not sharing something with us where he doesn't enjoy doing this show. So if we could just slice him the fuck out. What's that? It's me. Well, you don't enjoy doing he, the show. He hates me. Oh no, I don't think it's. I think he's following in your footsteps. You're, he's producing a show he doesn't like. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh no, really? All right, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when I play this. Oh, you won't pot it up. Let's see this now, man turtle up and get under the table. Look at here come. That's all. He's got flush in the face. He's got flush in the face, Dottie. Huh? It's a great three years. <laughs> This man is oh, lying. Boy. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's get to. So uh, we have resolved. Tor no longer gets to choose movies. He's out. You're right. out, Tom. <laughs> Nothing personal. No, it's a little personal. <laughs> all right, fair. So the next movie, uh, I went a little bit further back in time. I know that the uh, ones that I've chosen in the past and the the older movies we've chosen have been a mixed bag. I guess. Okay. Let's say. That's a nice to way be of kind. It. It's yes. Very kind. I'm um, going back to 1975, 
uh, for wow. a movie called Hard Times, okay. uh, starring Charles Bronson <laughs> oh. and James Coburn. I thought it was gonna be a, du- a Dusty Rhodes fucking movie. Oh, yeah, oh, that been, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint Damn in that it. regard, but I think the uh, addition of Charles Bronson and James love, Coburn kind of makes up with it. And it uh, features uh, Jill Ireland and uh, Struther Martin, who you might not know by name, but you'll know him as soon as he starts talking. Sure. He's, uh, he's one of those guys. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. And the uh, premise is that during the Great Depression, Cheney, played by Charles Bronson, Dick. bare knuckle boxes his way to survive. Uh, Speed, an avid gambler, played by James Coburn. Speed? Re- Speed, yes. <laughs> recognizes his talent and becomes his manager. Uh, they hire a cut man and Speed borrows cash and you know they win fights. And ultimately it uh, you know ends up with a little bit of a crime drama and a little bit of you know hard times. And okay. So it, it, it has... A uh, relatively, I won't say relatively high, it's got a 92% from the critics on on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81% from the audience. That's pretty good. And uh, I've seen a lot of positives about this movie. I watched about five minutes of it in the middle on cable a few weeks ago, and I said, wait, I'm holding on to this one for the Film Society. These stills are amazing. I'm on IMDb right now. How's the facial hair? uh, No facial hair, but he is in remarkable shape. Charles Bronson? Yeah. 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 You ever seen Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah, 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 yeah. Charles Bronson is a low down handsome guy. I, I am. I would. Otherwise, though, I'm not much up on on Bronson movies. I've seen Death Wish. Right. I've seen maybe a couple here or there, but uh, he's yeah, he's a, tremendous in uh, yeah. the Dirty Dozen. Like he's he's one of the MVPs in that movie as far as like because somebody who's actually playing a character all the way through. I was uh, going down a bit of a Burt Reynolds wormhole the okay. other day, so actually um, this makes a lot of sense to, uh, to Charles Bronson. Um, I would like to explore more of his catalog as well. Eh, good. I, I like it. And also, 75 is before 79 to 81, which is where everything gets really weird. The weirdness, as yeah. As we've definitely chronicled, so uh, this probably will be right in the pocket for just a nice vintage 70s beat-em-up. And it's directed by Walter Hill, who okay. has a uh, pretty solid resume as far as... Uh, being a producer and a director, um, one of the movies that I saw on there was uh, was Red Heat. So That's I was very excited about that. And uh, yeah, he's I love Red Heat. He directed uh, the first forty eight hours. He produced all the, of the Alien movies. He directed the Warriors. He was yeah, he was a producer for the Alien have franchise. You guys seen Red Heat? Did we talk about this? Yeah, I have. Okay. Blind spot for me actually. It's fucking great. It's so great. Naked Arnold fighting in a Russian sauna. I mean, just get better, <laughs> get better than that, and I'll wait around for Dick it. Dick slinging around like Eastern promises. Oh man, <laughs> he, he rips off a coke dealer's leg. That's a fake leg that's filled with cocaine. Holy shit, it's just fucking fantastic. <laughs> so this is this is Walter. Hill's directorial debut, and I'm I'm really looking forward to checking this one out. Let's check it out. Uh, very very um, f- uh, looking forward. Very much looking forward to it. Oh, Travis Litch in the chat having a Sam Harbaugh moment. You're better than that, Travis. All right, let's um, let's move along. So that'll be Goat's movie. Also, I gave uh, a listener was nice enough to drop off a DVD for me that was almost like a um, a time machine because it was a movie that I'd forgotten completely about that I was fairly obsessed with back right around the age of, um, I think, 19, mm-hmm. 19 years old. And, 2001. Uh, 2001 is when it came out. And uh, so Dottie walked into the store. I was working at Commonwealth Dry Goods uh, just a couple of minutes after this DVD got dropped off for me. Not Blu-ray. Not Criterion. Okay. Standard, okay. standard definition, uh, David. David. And uh, it's called Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I don't know if you guys have seen, but it is a French martial arts, Sleepy Hollow era werewolf movie. I feel like I've (laughs) seen the poster. I feel like I've seen the title go around, but I have not checked out the movie. I stumbled across this movie once or twice on the internet, I think, and like, like on IMDb or something like that, and... 
So it, it was on my radar at one point, but I knew nothing really about it okay. until Chad handed me the DVD last weekend. It is widely people love the movie. Yeah, and it's uh, I I liked it quite a bit, and it was a movie that I actually I went into Georgetown to see at some artsy fucking fartsy movie theater. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was the same thing, movie theater I saw the Blair Witch Project. The AFI. I don't know. A fire inside, silver and cold. No, no I don't. I don't think so. Um, Davy Havoc, who's the lead singer of, of AFI? That, that Did I just be, fucking blow everybody's mind? Lawson. Okay. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! I was gonna say you could torture me for a thousand years. Lawson and I in a mind meld back there by this. We had a mind I meld. knew Lawson was gonna know. Right back there by the pizza box is where it happened. Um, I don't know how I know that. Um, anyway, it, it's uh it doesn't have to be a movie selection. Because you want that to be the second feature? Well, I mean, I like doing the double feature bit. I would love yeah. to. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I think uh, Jester said, hey there, boy. You hey want to get the music up for the stories? And I said, we're never doing fucking stories never again on the again. show. So, never fucking no, again. No, I'm down to just talk about movies forever. Um, this is You don't want to talk by... about the, the Miss Marvel reactions? The oh, first reaction Jesus to the Miss Marvel fucking... show? I'm you know kidding. there were at least 78 awards given out in the last two weeks, People right? People passed over, uh, I, I guess apparently the board deleted Darth Maul scenes from the Obi-Wan yeah, show. Yeah, I, I had some comments. It's weird. I, I think like a couple months ago, those, that was the same people. They were like reading a story on a podcast when the whole point of the podcast was that someone was going to recite a story and then everyone was going to guess on that. And he seemed to ruin the entire recording and then they put it to a CD. What are you talking Same about? energy. What are, what are you talking Wait a minute. Oh, oh, I know. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Reveals. Yeah, it's fucking up the whole thing. That was, that was a bit wide. <laughs> I think it's because he, speaking of traveling through time, I played the Rodcast fucking theme song. Now Dodson's <laughs> four years ago crying underneath the table. Why? Why? Come along, try goods. Yes, that happened. Um, all right. So Christoph Gans is the director of this movie. The, and only, the only person I know is the the hot, uh, the uh, Merovingian's wife, uh, the Italian. Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Very, so. very fetching. She's a, uh, yeah, she's this, in this movie. This guy, I'm just looking him up now. He also made the Silent Hill movie, Did which he make I am really really fond of did he direct equilibrium no did he produce it was he involved in some way shape or form i don't see any equilibrium on fair his enough uh i be, love that silent Hill yeah movie, i definitely though. remember this poster yeah it At was the, uh it's kind of a, 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 a you know a down low cool movie from that era i'm sure yeah like the poster was up in you know blockbuster and shit like that yeah. so uh, i stole I'm, it at one point i mean you <laughs> you sold it already you said martial arts foreign werewolf that sounds fucking cool. How can so, you not be a yeah. fan? So we'll, Robert uh, England will be proud of you. We'll check that bad boy out uh, towards the very end of the next show. All right, cool. Um, I asked you guys to watch The King's Man. Not, uh, not Kingsman and not Kingsman. The Golden Circle. Which, uh, let's be very clear. The Batman barely edged out Kingsman The Golden, Golden Circle as the worst movie I've ever seen. I saw that at University Mall. Um, awful. Did you really? Oh yeah. Did they give you the one dollar popcorn? Of course they did. You get steamed up for that. They also, I think they gave me a dollar just for saying thank you for coming to see this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as they should. Um, where are you guys at on Matthew Vaughn? Because he is, I feel, really well regarded. Uh, kick ass. People like uh, Layer Cake. With Daniel Craig always kind of gets... I, I very much enjoy that movie, yeah. It kind of gets lumped in with Lockstock and that whole... I, I couldn't tell you what that movie's about. Really? I've seen it, but like... It's a good movie. Couldn't fucking remember what it's about. But I think the first Kingsman movie is spectacular. Like, I really enjoyed that movie. It was an unconventional action film. At the end, the princess says, if you save the world, we could do it in the ass. Like, it's just... <laughs> there's a lot of funny fucking things that happen in that movie, and the mm -hmm. action's really good. And then the second one was so fucking bad. It was a drive off a cliff. 
Um, so I, I really had mixed emotions when they said, hey, we're making a third oh, one. Oh, by the way. And it's a prequel, and it's hundreds of years ago, and none of the cast mm-hmm. is in the, the fucking thing. So I, I think my... I think what happened to the second one, if I'm if I'm just kind of speculating, mm-hmm. is the reaction to the off the wall stuff that was in small doses in the first movie was positive. Sure. So they said, "Hey, the second one, let's just make it completely batshit, and everybody will love it, and it'll be even better." And it's that it bogged it down, and it made it a cartoon, and it really, really felt like a uh, Mark Miller thing. Which it, it felt like, and that's Speaking you know the of kick, kick ass, yeah. yeah, and that's well, and he is responsible for Kingsman as well. Um, so but oh, I didn't know he did that. He, comic yeah, as well, he, he had the the source material for this. Okay. Is, I know it is, was it was adapted from a book or a comic. Yeah, it's that. it's another Mark Miller thing, and and his stuff is when it's grounded closer to reality. I find it very enjoyable. When it gets into completely absurd territory, right. that's when you kind of go, okay, okay, buddy, you. You you maybe dropped a few too many tabs a few years ago, and it's like let's 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 rein it in. Sure. Um, the, the the one part about this movie that was somewhat interesting is that it it went on a bit of a Tarantino jag in that it took history and like very mm-hmm. notable moments in history and kind of worked a movie yeah, around it. That absolutely. Bent a little bit and used some of that. And that that's interesting to me. I, I like when Tarantino does that. I I didn't hate that concept. I thought we were going full bore into it at one point in the movie when when something didn't happen. Sure. But- um, I would agree. The the one of the do you guys like it when they show a point in a film where there's an actor that is heavily leaned on in the trailer, and uh, you think that actor is going to be a huge part of the movie, and then there's a huge swerve and he's not because they've done this a couple of times. Hereditary is the most recent example of this where they knocked the little girl's head off 10 minutes into the movie you're like holy shit i spoiler alert i thought this was going to be what the whole fucking like uh, remember an executive decision you thought that was a steven seagal right. movie he gets blown out the and side then, of the, oh, fucking by the airlock way. yeah yeah five minutes in because they did that with this rasputin character um i can yeah i can see that normally that works for me because normally it's really surprising and right. i would say like you're you're usually invested. Also, it's it's not normally the villain. It's normally like a lead or a supporting character. Did not work for me in this movie because we were an hour in. Uh, to be honest, I already I thought that we were two hours. Me in. too. Very and long movie. I said, "Oh, okay." So this is the end of the movie. This kind of, and then I realized there was fucking ninety minutes left after Rasputin dies, and that's it's. Uh, I always butcher the name Rise Iphens. Yes, who's he's a great actor. He's. Uh, I think kind of wasted in the, that Spider-Man movie, but he's Did he the, play the lizard. Yeah, he's Kurt Connors. Um, he's in Spider-Man: oh, Far From Home. If you were, he's for, cast for, in for it. about yeah, thirty-five yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's great, and uh, I think that I don't know. I, I even like the fight scene, like where he's dancing around like some sort of fucking rushing nesting, I thought like that was dancing. Awesome. Yeah, but really weirdly, he's licking fucking Ralph Fiennes' leg and. It's kind of pseudo. It's like a sex scene, but it's not. And I felt like they were really trying to make you uncomfortable there, but that's really not what those movies felt like to okay. me. Um, and then he dies, and then I honestly felt like he was the most compelling character in the whole fucking movie. And then he's gone, and then when you ultimately see who the villain reveal is, I didn't even remember that guy was in the goddamn <laughs> movie. I'm like, they show him, and then they have well, to show ten minutes of flashbacks it, for you to remember who he is. It turns into 1917 for. 
close to an hour. Right. And you forget that I so my my uh my girlfriend walked in on me watching this oh, and, and for like oh. an hour yeah there, oh, there was Jesus. there was there was no <laughs> there was a point in that sentence where it was gonna get real bad. <laughs> and, and 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 she seriously thought for like an hour that I had been watching nineteen seventeen yeah. just because of the way that the movie was yeah. structured. And then I think I like X'd out for a second, and she said, this is the Kingsman? Like, what the fuck? It doesn't because feel at all like the same franchise. It, this is like three movies packed into one, because you have, like, the prologue through when the, the kid is actually a teenager, mm-hmm. and then you have all the Franz Ferdinand shit, and then you have the... the <laughs> And then, and then you have the the Rasputin shit, and then Franz you have Ferdinand. fucking. They don't do float on, do they? Who did Franz yeah. Ferdinand's big song? <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Mar- What was that? Modest Mouse. That and was the, Modest Mouse. Yeah. yeah. Well, Franz Ferdinand had a banger though. You, you have the fucking uh, uh, the Rasputin stuff, and then you have the World War One stuff, and then there's a whole another movie after that too. It just it it feels very like episodic within two hours and ten minutes. Especially when they start playing "Take Me Out." Like, you, know, <laughs> you say, don't you know? I say, you don't know. You're like, holy shit! I this mean, is and, not a character. And it, and it fits because that's two songs in one as well it so. is um and if you love me yeah you're right another great another great point Michael. um i will defend this movie for one part mm-hmm. there was a part where i thought this is some of the coolest shit they're in the middle of the 1917 part we're on the front lines of world war one which is a vastly underrepresented war when it comes to cinema it's not as sexy as world war ii we get no- vietnam and World War II, we get nonstop. Hey, yeah. but Wonder Woman gives it a lot of attention. It's a great point. And, well, and, that's and, and by the and, way, the and, pinnacle of cinema. And Vietnam has really only gotten you told a, me to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Vietnam has really only gotten a lot of uh, of spotlight in the last, I think, twenty or thirty years as well. Like, really? Yeah, there was a lot You're of seeing Full Metal Jacket. I'm saying that's like Apocalypse Now. That was sort of those are like the two. That's like forty years ago. Yeah, I know because line. there was a long. I'm saying those are in the last thirty years. The, either that you or you changed a, it. You said twenty to thirty. Twenty Viet- to thirty years. Vietnam gets a lot of run, dude. Now we were soldiers. I'm saying it took a long time. So here's the you trick. You think apocalypse now is now? No, no, no. It's getting a lot of run, more run as time has gone on. World He's War thinking II. Thinking of had, apocalypse then. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> World War II had a lot of movies made about World War II right. during World War II. Okay, because it was a popular war. Vietnam but, had a long tail before people wanted to start okay, making movies th- about nobody's it. Nobody's making Vietnam movies right now. So that that's a that's not a valid point. But I understand as what time saying. has gone by. There has to be like when the Hurt Locker came out, the Hurt Locker made no money because it was way too close to the actual right. conflict it was based on. There has to be some time. But everybody loved World War II because it was, you know, a, a popular war that we won. I think that's a bold statement that everybody loved World War II. Um, well, everybody in America loved World War II. Let the record II. show that one of the hosts of this program loves World War yeah, II. Yeah, this goat. And it was, uh, what about Platoon? I, I think, I don't agree with your argument about Vietnam. I, I think they made a lot of Vietnam movies in the 80s, and we haven't seen a lot of them okay. recently. The like it's rules of engagement. That was in the 90s, right? My the chronology perhaps was off. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. th- I think a little bit. I understand the point you're trying to make, yeah. but it's, it's slightly off. They weren't making movies about it during it. No one has yeah. ever made movies about World War One For whatever right. reason, we know everything about World War II. We don't Because it's Hitler. Everyone's excited for Hitler. Big villain. Fucking we're a crazy comic book villain. But in real life. So it, it makes it a more compelling, I think, thing to make movies about. Um, and it's it was better documented, too, just because, like, sure. Time had advanced, but axis you know, of evil. Advanced. Like we've got a lot yeah. of big over the top things that happen. The ships and the fucking planes are better. The tanks are yeah, better. Yeah, was a more exciting. Yes, I would vis- visual. You're still riding horses in World War One. Right. Some of these people. So um, there's a scene though where they're in the trenches and they're supposed to go out and get the thing that the guy's running with the Union Jack. He blows up. Mm-hmm. He drops something that they need, like some microfiche or whatever it is. And they have this scene where the English roll out. Oh, the Scottish. 
which was I did like the fact the Scottish guys were in their kilts and their fucking berets yeah. fighting in a war. Like, well, oh, fuck yeah, go get them. Yeah. Um, the Germans and the Scots meet in the middle, but they realize if they shoot each other, the machine guns are going to open up. They're all done. Yeah. So they have this batshit crazy hand to hand fucking chop each other up. They bring out like the old fucking warhammer goddamn yeah, the, iron the, mallet bike on on the gauntlet yeah they're, they're doing like the long takes where the camera's just kind of tracking all over the battlefield as they're all fighting each other yeah. knifing each other the germans whatever that shit and this is very german where they got the helmet that goes down the back and then they got the crazy gas mask like for whatever reason mm-hmm. like whenever you see a germans fighting it like that's always what they're wearing so they look like villains they look like super villains yeah almost vaderish yeah. That was a fucking great fight scene. Best part of the movie by far. Oh my god, far. it was so emotional. And then like when the guy makes the decision, the commanding officer to open up with the pistol, knowing he's dying, everyone's dying after that. That was really good movie making, I thought. And I and, and really and then the, the 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 twist where he's running back and he makes it all the way back and, and we know what happens after that. Right. There's about fifteen minutes in the middle where I was like, Holy shit, that was fucking powerful. The problem is there's 90 minutes before that and 90 minutes after. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And it's all bad. All of it leading up to it and all of it bad. I, I the last scene up on the crazy plateau with the I'm just like what what is what is happening here? And then Digimon on Sue is flying through the air and <laughs> chopping people's arms off. I'm like is this real? Is this not? Like are we fantastical or we I, I, it, it reminded me of Jurassic Park, The Lost World, when Spielberg knew he wasn't coming back for the third one, and he wanted to get that T-Rex on the mainland. Okay. So instead of the movie ending where it should, we've got the T-Rex chasing down the Union 76 giant gas station And you ball. get the terrible Godzilla moment. I think these guys, they you know, they're like, well, we got to get it all in right here, because I'm not getting another chance. And then that's what happened. It was exactly what you guys said. It was three movies jammed into one. None of them were all that great. When's the last time that you revisited the first Kingsman? Um, I've watched on a plane several years ago. So that was around when, because I I really dug it when the first time it when it when it came out, and then revisiting it, I don't know if maybe it just came out at a perfect time. Okay, for movies, which was like spring 2015. There really wasn't a whole lot going on. This was pre even uh, Age of Ultron. Had not come out yet, so oh. that's kind of where we were with. How do we it, even have like, movies if, before if, Age of Ultron? If, if we're talking about and, like, like and big, if it had big, come out, big action movies and like the effect that they're having on people. But if it had come out after Age of Ultron, it would have also increased your opinion of it, though. Well, I'm saying that like Avengers movies were still they they had not they had not peaked yet because I feel like Civil War they hadn't like become really, ubiquitous. Like Civil yeah. War, I think is really like the next big step that those movies had. Um, right. Revisiting the the first one, which is uh, Kingsman Secret Service. It just, it's like fine, but it almost like this movie too. I'm like, there's a lot of shit happening in this movie that I feel like I don't need to see. And it could be about a hundred minutes. And most of that could be Colin Firth shooting and killing people in that church. But he did a lot of that. And there was visually and the soundtrack. We, we lose, I think we lose the thumbprint of the time where the movie came out. And we go back and now every movie that was influenced by this movie mm-hmm. Now we have that. It's like Animal House. If I show Animal House to a 19-year-old, they're going to, I don't okay. understand, this isn't that fun. But you've watched 700 movies that Animal House directly influenced. Yeah, this, this was the father of all yeah. of that. Yeah. You, you love old school, but you don't love Animal House? I, I I could take a while to explain to you how stupid that is. <laughs> but I think The Kingsman is somewhat like that if you feel that way. I haven't watched it recently, so maybe you're right. But 
I do think we kind of lose how strikingly different that movie was at the time when it came out. And it's out. like you see it for the first time and it is different. But then and, – and it might – I think, honestly, making sequels to that movie might hurt it more than anything else. They should stop. Because then it just they, – they hammer in the bits that were so successful of that first one that then you go back to that first one and you're like, ugh, like this is I'm, – I'm kind of annoyed by this at this point because I've seen this – Hammered in so many times in 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 different movies. You got to move the mouse around, but um, it was on HBO Max. And yeah. it was free, uh, so I don't want to bitch at it too much. Okay. for that reason, um, I I would I would have I saw a lot of people liked it, and I think they liked the meshing of history and real fantastical action. So I understand that, but uh, it felt very disjointed, and I would have a hard time if if. That was the first. Imagine if that was the first movie, and you're pitching that to the studio. They'd That's be like, tough. "That might be a bit much." Yeah. yeah, go back and fucking fix this. Like, this is a goddamn nightmare. But it's also one of those franchises. They made a sequel to the whole nine yards. I love the whole nine yards. I think it's a funny movie. They made a movie called The Whole Ten Yards. There's movies that just it doesn't matter how much money they made they they can't there, there's no sequel that's going to come it's out of it. It's just not going to happen. The only yeah. Matthew Vaughn movie that I really like is X-Men First Class, which is I don't even like that one that I, much. I that's that's one of the the better X-Men movies for me. Nothing beats X2. We've talked about that forever on the show. But Yeah, I agree. I like I like that one a lot. You should watch I, Layer Cake again. I don't think you're yeah, yeah, really dismissing I, that. I, that I, I do I do like I do need to rewatch it because I felt like, I think I you really, really dig out. layer. Cake. I felt like I really sure. missed out on something when I watched it the first time, and this was like years ago. Was probably drunk. Uh, like, so I guess yeah. I got to give it another shot. It deserves your attention. Uh, let's go ahead and give Vietnam's Run a uh, <laughs> a drink. <laughs> just don't. The run that Vietnam has had has been absolutely nothing short of spectacular. Deserves all of our respect. Yeah. So, um, it's not. I guess it's not offensive. If you've if you've got a couple hours to kill and you want to watch a movie while you're drinking beers, go ahead and watch this one. A lot of weird leg licking. The, the, well, it's at least isolated to I think that one scene. I don't yeah. remember a lot of it. I think well, the, 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 the close he's combat pimping out his fucking son like ten minutes before that. Yeah. It's gross. The close combat sequences in this movie are entertaining. They are and very enjoyable to watch, and I think they carry the movie for me. Uh, I I might be on an island as far as I actually enjoyed oh, watching the movie. Um, it was. Might be that it was in the wake of the three-hour dark and broody Batman. Uh, the fact that this was just—it was just over two hours, um, but it was there was a lot of action. There was a lot of really fun shots. I think it looked beautiful. That was the thing I was kind of caught up in a lot. Like the the visuals of this movie were very enjoyable to look at, even when things were a little bit silly, and they didn't reach the same level of ridiculousness that uh, the second Kingsman did. So I feel like I was kind of expecting some of that in this one, but the and the fact that that wasn't there, it kind of let me kind of concentrate on what was going on on screen. And I actually think that sequence in the middle kind of took you away from what was going on outside of it. So I can see your point where it's like you've got a full movie before it, then this, and then another almost full movie after it, and that can lead you to uh, being a little bit kind of like whiplashy and like you, you feel sure. like you've watched three different things fun to see ray finds in that role though yeah as a kind of an action hero i'm gonna kick everybody's ass he doesn't do that a lot i think i would be way more upset with i'm kind of indifferent towards this movie i think i would be way more upset if he wasn't in it because he makes he's great much everything movie, have you seen every movie quiz better. show i have never seen quiz, quiz show it's fantastic uh, been on the list for a long fantastic. time though yeah I it, he's it, awesome if it. he's he's great and it's if you read the if you read what that movie is about or if, if duke's read what that movie is about he would 
not watch I'm familiar it. with the um, story. Um, it's great. I, I've heard it's I've heard it's awesome. And Shooter know, McGavin plays Jack Cassidy. I know you <laughs> you really you have problems with Wes Anderson. I have um, big problems with him. him. His his role in Grand Budapest Hotel is hysterical. I'm gonna take your word for it. He's awesome. He's so fucking funny. I'm take so. your word for it. I think you guys are going to laugh when you know how many problems I have with Wes Anderson when you finally see Tapawingo. I think you're going to have a good chortle. <laughs> you're going to have a good chortle. Well, it's different that. being on the other side of the camera. It certainly is when you're on the other side, loud goats. I mean. You have different things to take into consideration The for. other side of the camera, the other side of the screen. The but rest of us are just watching. The other side of the world when you're a Hollywood fat cat like <clears> I am. Um, quickly, I did see uh, Scream, and uh, here's what I can say to you, goat, which yes. I'm excited to. You should see it. Um, I will. I was absolutely positive Scream was going to be ruined by, and it's so funny because they're so ref, self-referential, mm -hmm. like they have been for their entire run. Um, they bring up It Follows, they bring up The Babadook, they bring up- uh, Hereditary. Hereditary, they bring up, um, what's the one where all white people are bad? Get Out. 20, us. Uh, 2021. Us. Um, yeah, us. All those. They, they bring all those movies up, I and mean, they basically make this all this commentary about how Horror is now a vehicle for social issues and blah, blah, blah. Elevated horror is what they call it. They call it, it elevated horror, oh. which is there a more pretentious. But they bring it all up, and then they give it a big middle finger. And then it's just, I would say, the most vicious Scream movie that I've ever watched. Okay. Some fucking brutal kills. Um some really impactful kills. Like there's, a, I don't, I do not want to ruin this movie for anybody that is a fan of the Scream franchise as I am. And as the tube is. They, they do some things in this movie where you would think they do them just for shock value, but you're like, wow, that was really well done. Um, it pays beautiful uh, homage to the first four, I don't even know how many, five movies there have been four. with kind of also strike. And they did this, I feel like, in Scream 4. When Scream 4 was made, it was a completely different world than when the first three Scream movies were. Technology had changed. Right. Entertainment had changed. And they kind of reinvented themselves. They did it again in this movie. Oh, nice. Um, it's really impressive. Everybody's okay. good. Like the the original actors are there, but they don't lean on them. Um, the new actors that are involved in it, they, they make sense and they're not annoying. They're so, not just there because they're younger people. Th there's one or two like that. Okay, but, um, well, you, you can hardly avoid it. If you like Scream, they have not taken Scream and used that nostalgia to get you to watch a movie about a woman's sexuality coming to fruition, which is a lot of the horror that Dottie likes to watch now. <laughs> If you put if you put like Among a, other things. Like if you put like a billy goat at the end of the movie, he'll watch a whole movie about a woman's ovaries. Yeah, so love like Satan. love all the Satan stuff. <laughs> that, that's 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 where we're at. So, um, if you're a Scream fan, you will enjoy this Scream movie, which was a fucking Definitely. relief to be honest with you when I watched it. What what are your thoughts on Scream Four? I like it. Yeah, I I also really like Scream. They haven't 4. made a Scream movie that yeah, I dislike. Same here. I, people even shit on Scream Three. It's probably the weakest of the bunch, but I think it's still it's good. I like it. Like they all work, and and I have a lot of respect for and and I I should have pulled his name up, but the I, I actually I think it was uh, two directors, but the the guys that made this new Scream movie, they are directly filling the shoes of. West I was going to say that's big shoes to fill. Wes yeah. Craven made all four Scream movies. They suck Wes Craven off this whole movie. And, and it, it, it's great. A lot of fan I service. I love it. <laughs> but in a good way. There, I'm, there's okay. a scene, I'm so cool with it. They're that. at a high school party and at one point they all, every single fucking person in the room goes, here's to Wes, you magnificent bastard. Like uh, They, they cool. work that into the movie and you're like, oh, that's nice. Like I, I like that. But you could tell that they're fans and they wanted to do right by this franchise that they clearly were influenced At by. At no point does anyone start chanting evil dies tonight. Halloween Kills <sighs> is 
like after after walking oh, out no. of the theater. Oh, no. so I knew screen. I knew we'd get another five <laughs> minutes of content out of this. So like, just fucking go ahead and finish this piece of pizza. And we were both like. I love that. So did I. And guess what? Not once did they say evil dies tonight. What do you mean once? And that was the high five. What do you mean once, Dasa? Do you mean seven million times? That's what times? I'm saying. Not, not, not even once. Evil dies tonight. Like, okay, let's <laughs> chant this for the Jesus next 30 Christ. minutes. Maybe once. Let's murder this doctor. And by the way, that shithead, Tommy, how, if you're going to bring fucking back characters from the original Hall. fucking, like, let's have something for them to do. And they, they continue to do that with Scream. And if... Uh, well, good. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it's, it out. It's a it's a it's a good scream movie, and it's I, a major recommend. Like I would say, watch it as soon as you can. I, it's only by the way. I don't know how I did this. It did. They didn't do the twenty two ninety nine phase. It went straight from theater to five ninety nine on demand. Okay, and I think it's on. It might be on Paramount Plus for free now. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, well, Jester would Jester know about. Says it. yes. Let me tell you something. Lawson says yes. Al Capone didn't steal <laughs> as much tax money from the government as Jester has stole movies in his life. And I oh. I didn't bring it up on the main show because I don't want my buddy Jimmy J to go to jail. Oh. But if somebody... There's a hard drive somewhere? I don't want to get into it because we, we benefited from him at the beach. He may have opened up a file and there's every movie ever made. Um, <laughs> is it in the cloud? Go, I don't want to give away too many I details. understand, I understand. Here's what Allegedly. I if he could sell those movies off, he would have 15 new bathrooms in his house. That's all. That's all. It's the only way I'm going to leave it. I said, boy, I'd really like to watch Aliens 3 down at the beach. And he goes, hey, dear boy. And I'm like, you got Aliens 3? He's like, I'll go on a mole. And when he says the mole, he's got four different versions of Alien Resurrection. What? Four different versions. He's got them all. Wow. Dustin, we got to talk. I didn't realize how talented he was. And then when I found out how he's doing it, it's worse than you think. Oh, it's worse than you think. That's is there upsetting. violence involved? Well, I think the is monk- he threatening an old woman with a knife? I think the monkeys that he liquefied may have had various Netflix subscriptions, and he was just like cashing just in on those, just hoarding them. Yeah. yeah, after he dumped their body into Berkeley. See so. an opportunity, you seize it. He did. Um, oh dear. See Scream. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, I really, I really, really liked it. I'm so early Scream. in the year too. Uh, it came out in like November, or mm-hmm. not November, uh, fucking January. Um, did it do well? So I don't even know if it did well. It did. It did good. really well. I'm I'm positive. I hope they do another Actually, one. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, it may are. have already been green, greenlit for a sequel. And it's, I'm like, yeah, I'll go fucking see it. That's it. It's so much better than Halloween Kills. <laughs> it's so <laughs> much better than Halloween Kills. Did you see they wrapped on uh, Halloween Must Die or whatever the, the fucking third one is? Did you see they wrapped on is that? Is it Halloween Ends? I think is it's Halloween the-, the Golden Army is what I actually think it's called. <laughs> Dotson gets visibly distraught when we talk oh, about that sequel. I know it's we, we're, we're going to have to take October off. <laughs> What's better, the Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 or Halloween Kills? Halloween 2, by far. Actually, I like, so. I like that movie. I, think H, I know you hate H2O, but I, you can't say it's not uh, better. I, no, I, I revisited H2O last <laughs> season. You know Buster uh, Rhymes is in it. Can't, can't, uh, that's Resurrection. Is it? Yeah. Nah, that one's still bad. Guy. That one's still bad. Buster Rhymes is in H2O? Uh, L.O. Cool J is. Oh shit, that's Ooh. even better. <laughs> that is an upgrade. Security guard. You know his hat is like a shark's fin. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah, that's right. He's lecturing everybody at the beginning and, and, of the movie. I do remember re- that. He's writing like erotica fiction. I love and, like, that. Oh yeah, he's trying to book. become like an erotic, uh, an adult <laughs> author in that movie. Yeah, no, I told you, I, I came around on H two O. Jamie Lee's just a fucking raging alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somehow she's less angry than she is now in these movies. Yeah, it works. All right, let's, it works uh, for me. Let's move along. Uh, we're done. Actually, we're done. Right. Yeah, I believe so, unless you wanted to, to talk about awards shows. No. Is there anything that happened? Is there anything that... No. Uh, 
I don't even see what one was. I feel like all of well, all never of, been more disconnected from yeah, that shit. All of the headlines I saw were about these arcane award shows that I'd never even heard of. Or they weren't shows; they were just awards or like panels or things like that. That seems to be the majority of the headlines the last couple of weeks. Um, there was, you know, there's a trailer here and there for things, but you know, it's all just breakdowns of trailers of things that are going to come out in a few weeks. And eh, you know, I'm not a big fan. It's kind of a lot of. There's a lot of the stories are the same almost all the time these days. It's a lot of Obi Wan people talking about their, how they're already angry at Obi Wan Kenobi, including myself. Who if, can, if you, I just, I don't, if, I don't even care. If you I get don't Ray, even fucking okay, care. But if you get Ray Park. And you put the horns on his head. Now, you are using very solid logic here. <laughs> you fucking give him a double-sided lightsaber, and you have a camera. And this, Put that shit in your show. Now, this is where knowing things yeah. is a detriment. Because if I never knew that they'd ever done this, I wouldn't have ever known that it wasn't going to be there. You I'd think they're trying to swerve things. the audience, though? No. I think I, the days of swerving the audience yeah. are over. I don't. I don't think that. I think because there's some dude with a phone on set who's filmed everything and has leaked everything. We already and- know Deadpool's and, I mean, everything's been ruined by everybody. Everything they said about the Spider-Man movie was correct. Came true. They yeah. tried to swerve all that. Everyone lied their asses off. We already knew the information before. You know and- how much I know about Mouth of Madness or whatever that Doctor Strange movie is? I don't want to know anything about it. I yeah. can't fucking stop learning. I, I love In the Mouth of Madness. No, I do give full movie. marks to everybody for trying to lie their ass off to at least keep up, keep up kayfabe. That no 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 that's totally not happening. I mean they were fighting an incredibly losing battle as soon as they came on screen. So. I I do like the picture of uh, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum standing in front of the Jurassic Park. By logo. the way, Some, somehow they have remade a movie about I think like the hottest actors on the planet, and I'm just steamed. I don't care yeah. about I don't care about any of them. <laughs> the two of them. I care about those two guys. The, I'm talking about, I'm talking about those they age yeah. those two guys. Yeah, yeah. They age well. Laura Dern looked good too. Laura Dern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Spectacular. I mean, Sam Neill looks like he just got into a cryo chamber Why somewhere. Why do we need younger people on this planet? Let's put Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern in Just movies. everything. Put them in movies. Yeah, about dinosaurs. All Can't right. wait. Uh, Dotson, I'm, uh, I, you look a little tired. I'm, I'm so tired of talking, Dukes. Oh. I just want to go up to my shack and get fucking drunk. 